Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, you got to fight for your right. <laughs> and now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Ray. excitement going around the NFL because a certain pop star showed up at somebody's game and that's all everybody seems to be talking about but hey it's Saturday night it's time for the football party so that means we're here I'm talking to America here we are talking to America and that's all that should matter we're here to give you the best picks out there at least the best picks you can find amongst two guys who are under 500 for the season welcome to in much less detail the podcast here with you live on a Saturday night, September the 30th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Uh, yeah, we're both still under 500. Uh, I was able to go 500 last week uh, after Jay went 500 the week before. Uh, actually, I went 500 the week before as well. So I'm still, uh, I was still fighting back from the first week, and I was able to uh, get back over uh, Jay for the time being. So I'm a game up for the season now. On Jay, but we're both still underwater. We're both fighting it. Um, it's, it's been a crazy year. It's been a lot of upsets. There's been a lot of really, really razor thin close picks uh, that maybe some referee shenanigans may have swayed one way or another. It's been been crazy. Uh, no excuses, but it has been a very unusual season. Uh, Jay, uh, I'm sure you, uh, of all people, uh, were probably the most sick all week of all the talk about uh, a certain pop star, considering how overrated you thought she was for the past don't, decade now. Don't worry. We'll talk about <laughs> that. We, we we cover everything. We find it all, and it all finds us. So I've got plenty of things to discuss as we hand out the hardware for last week. Uh, the week overall, I don't know. I mean, we're three weeks in. It, it, this is this can't go this way all year. This is, wow. This has just been absolutely wild. The way the games are going, the results, the, what's happening in the games. Uh, yeah, there's just, there's so much. I've obviously, we have so much to, to, you know, break down every week anyways, but there's just so much bad, you know, it's like we could have a best of the week and then do like six worst of the weeks. Every week, it's it's getting harder and harder to give out these awards, and it's the ones that it's getting harder and harder to give out are the good ones. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't want to. I didn't want to bitch and moan about it, but yeah, I, I, I feel the same way that you do. I, I knew uh, of all the the bad categories, the worst, and the strugglings and the letdowns. I knew I was going to have my list and the, and the what the fucks. I, I knew I was going to have a list of yeah. things to choose and just decide what to slide in where. But then 
the best and the smartest and the surprises. Like, mm, I'm, I'm going to have to really look hard and search for some of these here. Uh, no, it's, it's, I, it's weird because the really, really terrible bad play uh, seems to be overshadowing the good play. And the good play, uh, in at least one case, is historic. Like, it's we haven't seen anything well, like this, that ever, really. And I, mean, I don't know, are you, are you segueing into your best of the week here? Uh, I am. Uh, I don't because know how it could be anything else. I don't have that as my best of the week, <laughs> oh, actually. okay. Because, and I, I know you have to cover it, so you'll throw down all the numbers, the, the insane yardage, the, the 10 touchdowns, all of that. Yeah. But does it count when you're doing it against a team that you are actually watching in, in quit mode? I mean, they definitely quit. They quit. They I mean, they just <laughs> they weren't <interested>. like the, <laughs> right. So I'll give you the floor for this one because I'm I've got the other side of this game later uh, in the awards because I you know sometimes you got to highlight the best and the only way you can have the best is if you have something bad. So I'll let you talk about the good half of this game, which was very good. All right, that's our football party for any new got two hours of hot football talk from two very tired people because I just came back from the uh, Memphis Tigers football game and it was hot and long and wild and I'm barely just coming down from all of that to uh, to do this podcast. So we'll see how long I can go before I become completely incoherent, even more than I normally am. But uh, our first hour, we'll be uh, looking back on week three, giving out our awards, the best and the worst and the smartest and the dumbest and everything in between. And in the second hour, we'll give you what we think about week four. We'll give you our picks, and then we'll sit there tomorrow and watch our pick look very smart for 59 minutes, and then some referee decides that there's pass interference where there isn't any or something like that and winds up switching yeah. the whole the whole pick uh or you'll have a team cover one and a half point spread and lose. <laughs> uh-huh um or a team will find a way to call a timeout and make sure they can cover the spread even though they can't win the game oh, uh, oh yeah <laughs> sean mcveigh is, i wonder if you feel the way about him the way that i feel about navy perez because i think it's uh, it's not quite the same you evil, know what but it's, it's <laughs> you had money on that yeah yeah so that's... i think you get <laughs> more hate for that than I do for just losing a a pick and a lock, by the way, but right. Uh, at least I didn't Thank- have money on it, man. Right. I, I had just, money on that. I was just about to say, thankfully gambling isn't legal yet up in your neck of the woods or else it would have also possibly well, cost you real. That's, that's a, I mean, even though I had that as my lock of the week, I actually don't anticipate that I would have had money ah. on that game, but who knows? We'll never know. Right. I wish I fucking I wish I had money on my lock, but nope, not bright enough to do that. Actually, you know, we were talking about this at my job because we're yep. you know because Wisconsin's one of the states that doesn't allow you know sports books, and there's only one sports but there's two sports books that I know of in the state. There's one in Green Bay, I believe, and then there's one in Milwaukee at the Indian Casino. So I think it's because Indian gaming is so big in the state of mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I I think, and because they've started allowing it now at some of those casinos that that's why we probably don't have the statewide online legalized sports books because just because of the heavy influence. And I, I could be completely wrong. Somebody write us or call us or tell us if I'm wrong, but that's just my suspicion 
is this is because of the so you know uh, high volume that we have of uh, of Indian casinos and reservation gambling in the state of Wisconsin because it's everywhere in this state. Oh yeah, I'm aware of it from my brief time up there. Uh, Potawatomi. Yeah. Potawatomi is. Potawatomi has a sports book, and so does Oneida in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you may be onto something there. You you certainly know a lot more about it up there than than I would. Um, but yeah, uh, it's everywhere. It feels like it's in it's it's just about in every state. It feels like it's going to be in every state eventually. I um, hope, so. but it's but it's not there yet in, in Wisconsin. So it's it's here in uh, Tennessee. I've, I I want to I want to be perfectly clear with that. I was it's not that I was not smart enough to bet my lock is that with the two Monday night games, I couldn't resist. I had my lock tied up in a parlay with the other game, and the other game is what fucked me, and that's why I didn't win money on Monday night. I had oh. Philly all the way with the points straight up every yeah. way you could think. I just kept tying them up, tying up in parlays with, uh, with the Rams because, oh, Rams. since he's got a hurt quarterback, there's no way they're going to beat the Rams. Okay. And, they, and, they, and then they <sighs> basically got a three-point win on a, a two-and-a-half-point spread. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Naturally. Of course, That's they knew. How it goes. They knew you bet it. <laughs> hey, I, I, I need to shut up about that. I had quite a bit on the uh, Tigers today, and they were losing 17 to nothing and found a way to come back and win that game. So I, well, I can't say. I thought you say... were talking about the Detroit Tigers for a second. I was like, whoa. <laughs> See, the no, Memphis, the Memphis Tigers, Tigers football. They yes. won. Yes, they did. They, yeah. they were losing big time, but they found a way to, to pull it out. So, okay. yay, Tigers. Hey, and you're, and you're not like the NFL with all these new uh, crackdown rules on gambling. You're allowed to gamble on the games that you go to, even though you're there scoring the game. Hey, there's no rules against it. Uh, Guido has no problem with it. So, you know, it's all good <laughs> as far as he's concerned. So no uh, problem with, with that. All right. all right. The best and worst of week three. Who do you think you are? I am. I mean, it's 70 points. It's, oh my yeah. God. Yes, I know the other team has to play a part in that, but it's still, we, we don't see that in, in the NFL. This, this was like Little Sisters of the Poor. This was like a high school game. This was uh, 70 points. Uh, Miami Dolphins, obviously, uh, over the Denver Broncos. Only behind the, uh, the Potato Skins, 72 points in 1966. That's the only game in the history of NFL football, they have more points uh, for one team than the 70 that the Dolphins put up on Sunday. Uh, 700, I don't have all the numbers, but I do have uh, some of them. 726 total yards. 726 total yards. They got the 500 total yards and said, we got 200 more to go on your ass. We ain't through by a long shot, not by a sight. Uh, The only team that trailed. Uh, 735 by the Rams. Boy, the uh, the greatest show on turf. That crazy Rams offense. Uh, oh wait, oh hang on, let me. I'm sorry, I I rechecked my notes. Uh, it wasn't the St. Louis. Ram, it was the 1951 Rams uh, had 735 yards. That's the only game in history where yeah. one team had more yards than the Dolphins. Uh, first time in history that a team throws for 350 yards. And runs for 350 yards. Ladies and gentlemen, the Miami Dolphins, they could have kicked a totally meaningless field goal and set the all-time scoring record, but just chose not to. Just chose it. Like, nah, we don't need to do that. We, we can, 
Uh, but no, nah, we don't. We don't really have. You don't ever see that in the NFL where a team can do more damage and just chooses not to. Like they actually took mercy on the Denver Broncos. That's how terrible the Denver Broncos was, but it's still the best because that's how great the Miami Dolphins are. Uh, we talked about Tua Tagovailoa and how long can he stay upright and what is the season going to look like for the Dolphins and how can anyone truly trust them to go you know, very, very far uh, when their quarterback is so fragile? Well, obviously the, the mad scientist Mike McDaniel sat there in the lab over the, the, over the summer, over the offseason, worked out what can we do on offense to make our quarterback uh, be that much safer. And, hey, when you get rid of the ball, like as soon as you snap it, uh, you can't get banged up. You can't get if they, if they can't get there to touch you because you're getting rid of it so fast. Then that's one way to protect your quarterback. I mean, it's it seems very simple, but that's pretty much all they're doing is just uh, designing plays uh, to get the ball as fast as possible out of Tua's hands into yeah. all these playmakers' hands. And it's it's beautiful. It is some beautiful fucking football to watch. Uh, I, I understand. Again, you'll you'll cover the Denver Broncos uh, part in it mm. later on. Mm. Um, but I'm looking at the best as the Miami Dolphins because that was some absolutely beautiful poetic football that they put on Sunday. No, and absolutely. And obviously the 70 is what really sticks out, but I think against a team that wasn't hashtag full of quit, that's probably 49 (laughs) or 55. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about it later because there was some stuff going on in that game that I couldn't believe I saw. Uh, but your best of uh, week four, which wasn't the Miami Dolphins. Who do you think you are? I am. We already we already did this with the Dolphins. I did already two weeks ago. I think we already because when Tua lit up the yeah, Chargers yeah. and went for you know that's the other way to keep Tua upright, right? Play the play the Chargers <laughs> and the Broncos and yeah, we'll see we'll see how they we'll see how well he fares against the Bills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't this the first first team last year in that hundred and 45 degree game down in Miami. This was the first time he got juggled off the turf, right? Yeah, that's when he concussed his back. <laughs> Last year, that was against the Bills. So, a little bit of, a, I think, a little bit of a step in class this week uh, to see off of coming off of that game against the Broncos. But uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna. We've already given Miami, and it's only three weeks in. And like we said when we gave it, you know, we gave him the flowers in week one. Well, we might we want to give these out while we can, while two is out there, right? So let's just give them as many awards as we can. I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm glad you went first because that was the clear and obvious best of the week. I'm giving my best of the week to two teams. The Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. Because for what we've seen so far out of the, let's say the Cardinals first, uh, a team that we all expected to be, you know, tank, the tank for Caleb has not tanked this season, has been extremely competitive, and then in their third week in a row facing the the NFC East, goes and just lays it on the Dallas Cowboys, which I, nobody saw that coming. And then you have Houston who goes down to Jacksonville. And if you can tell me what's wrong with the Jags right now, man, uh, you know, they only put up a nine spot against the chiefs because their receivers can't get their toes down in the end zone. 
and then you have Houston come in, and if you, if this is supposed to be the get right spot of all get right spots, and it's seventeen to nothing at halftime, Houston. They didn't get right, and they did not get right. And C.J. Stroud has been extremely efficient. I believe he's yet to throw an interception yet on the season. Um, he's make he's making names out of Tank Dell and Nico Collins and these guys who he's getting the ball to and you and, and Jacksonville, who I was a little bit down on going into the season, saying, Hey, this was a team that was, you know, needing a seven in a row loss streak from the Titans last year, just for Jags to, to, to sneak into the playoffs last year, has come out and kind of looked like the old Jags and they looked good in week one, but this is now you can understand you can understand losing to the Chiefs. But a good team, a contending team, there's a lot of people talking about the Jags, you know, that up and coming team. They needed to take care of business better, and Houston just wouldn't let them. Uh, so I, I give full credit to Houston and Arizona, two teams we don't expect much from. We probably won't talk about them much more in a positive way this year on the show. So I'm giving. So again, give flowers while you still can, right? It's only week four. Uh, I'm giving my uh, best of the week to the two big upsets, Houston and Arizona. Yeah, I like that. I like the uh, uh, giving props for best of the week to the Texans and the Cardinals because by week eight or so, there's no way in hell right. we're going to be able to do that. Well, if we, yeah, because we're giving them an award, it probably won't be so good. No, I'd say uh, it won't be so good. So yeah, Josh good. Dobbs, man, guy is clearly fighting for his future. I mean, they didn't get that him. memo about tanking. The players didn't get that memo, and no. we talk about that all the time. Like the organization right. wants to tank like hell. The players are like, "Fuck this! This is our career, man. We gonna go out there and ball because that's yeah. what we do." Yeah. I mean, you got Baby Terminator is showing up. Josh Dobbs is showing up. Their defense is making plays, um, keeping them in games. I mean, we thought that that week one, you know, was kind of an aberration when they had that 2016 loss to to the team Manderskins in week one. We thought that was going to be, well, okay, the defense gets a pick six or, you know, scoop and squeeze. Okay, they're still really bad. They found a way to lose. And then the next game, they get the gigantic lead against uh, the Giants before the Giants realize – you know, well, wait a minute, I feel better. And they start yeah. giving the ball to Saquon Barkley. So we're like, okay, now the tank is in full effect, right? After that, nope, tank is not in full mm-hmm. effect because they went to Dallas and laid it on them too. So, yeah, that's, uh, to me, much better than uh, piling on a team that quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've good. never seen a team – I have very rarely ever seen a team, like you could watch them – mid-game, and yeah, they quit. Like I had seen uh, in the Denver Broncos. so And they're not even my worst of the week, so I will let you... What? Really? They're not. They're not. So there's something way worse that I have to talk oh. about. Oh, dear. Well, uh, in that case, uh, for worst of the week... So you get nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! Was that Nate Hackett's fault, too? Hey, John. John? <laughs> Did Nate Hackett get 70 put on his ass? I don't Ooh. think he did. Let me go back and real quick look at the 2023 Denver Broncos. No, no, they ain't getting no. up on 70. They, they did not get 70 on. Sean Payton, you, the great genius 
Super Bowl champion coach, got 70 hung on your ass. Uh, this is the great Sean Payton's return to the NFL. Uh, after three weeks, it looks terrible. This looks like uh, he's taking his own reputation and Russell Wilson's reputation and flushing it completely down the toilet. I know it's only three weeks, but you can't look too much worse than that. And it's on the heels of that really, really, really ill-advised interview he did before the season started in which he basically said that all the pro- all of the problems for the Broncos last year was because they had the worst coaching staff you could ever put together. Well, that coaching staff didn't do that. They didn't do that, whatever the fuck that was. Uh, I mean, you talk about getting laid waste to it. I can't believe this isn't your worst, the way you've been burying them since the show started. Uh, but So I'll bury them. I'll th- that's the worst of the week to me. I, the, wor- the best and the worst. The best is what the Dolphins did in their execution. It wasn't just because the Broncos decided they had enough and laid down. It was because the Dolphins did that to them and made them want to quit and made them lay down. So they get the best because of what they did. And then the Broncos also get the worst because of what they did in response, which is, as you already said, uh, we're full of quit. Hashtag full of quit. That that was so bad. Oh, my God. This is the funny part. If you would have done – if we would have done this show Thursday or Wednesday – you and I would have been 100% kumbaya. I was fully prepared to go Miami with the 70 burger is best of the week. And then the other side of the ball, because you can't have the 70 burger without what you had on the other side. So I'm glad that you did it because it, it kind of let me off the hook because it was, it was so <laughs> obvious and it really was, <laughs> you know, truly for you. I, mean, I get it. Um, but yeah, the Broncos and Sean Payton. That that's a an absolute clown show. Um, what's going I on will, over there now? I will bring out the Earl Weaver for Sean, for Sean Payton. Go fuck yourself. You don't do that shit to coaches, man. You just don't do that. Well, so, you know, go ahead. he threw Nathaniel Hackett under the bus. Then you got to back it up, and they haven't backed it up. <laughs> well, they he tried to back it up over his body. They give body, up thirty-five but... to Washington. And then follow that up by giving up 70 to the Dolphins, which means they're going to give up 140 <laughs> to the Bears. All right. Go so Bears. You've got Justin Fields over under 18 total <laughs> touchdowns tomorrow. Hammer that over. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Bye, Bears. Bye, Bears. That's like those ridiculous... It's like those ridiculous prop bets that you see for these sites to get you to uh, entice you to put in some, we'll match your deposit, $100 or $500. All you have to do is bet the over-under on Patrick Mahomes over half a passing yard. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, all you have to do is I, take I may have the taken over-under advantage on Justin two Fields, 18 total touchdowns. You might be clicking on that one going, uh... uh mm, yeah. got to think what about if, it. What if one of those... If one of those prop bets had been Devin Achan over oh my under. God. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my well, goodness. What's funny because the, the DFS show that I listened to was talking about Devin Achan because even though he had down near 50 fantasy points as a backup, you'd think he'd be all over these winning lineups, right? Wasn't in any of them. No. <laughs> Because the theory that they had, which is why he didn't show up, is if you were dumb enough to put Devin Achan in your lineup, <laughs> the rest of your lineup probably sucked, too. 
I can't argue that theory at all. I think that's a very solid right. theory. Yeah, that that is a great theory because then you are that guy who is thinking, you know, so outside the box that you're not just going to stop with him. Right. You're going to put. A, you're going to put in. His receiver is uh, uh, someone yeah, on the Bears. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chase Claypool. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he's cheap. <laughs> and he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Right. So that was pretty funny that when they broke it all down, that this guy who had just had the biggest fantasy week of anybody last week showed up in none of the big money winning lineups, <laughs> zero of the big money winning lineups. That, that, that is funny. And his, his teammate could have too, the, the other running back. Well, no, Mostert was yeah. in all of the big money. Oh, there you go. Like, like the the million dollar lineup, the $100,000 lineup. Mostert was in all of those. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on DraftKings and playing for the million, yeah, Mostert was in that lineup. Okay. Just not HN. Just not HN. Uh, so, <sighs> so what was your worst? The national nightmare that is Taylor Swift. <laughs> of course. I'm done. This whole thing is so stupid. First of all, it feels so phony and manufactured, right? I mean, it's it, the whole thing, just, it does feel ginned up. Now it, feels, it feels fake. It, it, it feels manufactured. I'm sick of it already, and I've barely had exposure to it, you know, other than, oh God, if you, you know, had, the, the ex-Twitter. Um, right. Yeah, the ex-Twitter or anything when you click, well, of course, any media that you click on YouTube, this or that. So it's everywhere, but the whole, I'm already over it. So the way I'm kind of hoping this plays out is, I don't know, I don't even know if this is a real relationship. That's how phony this whole thing seems, (laughs) you know, more like a PR stunt than an actual, Mm -hmm. these two people are actually together. If they are actually together, I I just want Taylor Swift to become the Yoko Ono of the Kansas City Chiefs (laughs) so bad. Torpedo this thing. Aww. The best thing I saw all week uh, on the X Twitter uh, was somebody who posted uh, something about Travis Kelsey that said, "Damn, Travis Kelsey is scoring sixes on and off the field." Ooh! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! And that Ouch. made my week. That made my week, man. I was like, "Damn, that's cold," but I, I like that. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> that, that's. That's very cold. That's ice cold right there. That is ice cold, oh. but it was perfect. So who credit to whoever said that. I'm not pulling up the tweet, whoever was the originator <laughs> of that one. But that, that's well thought out. That's well played. That's something I wish I could have put out there. You know, that's one of those, like, man, I could have said that, but I didn't. Um, I liked it. Uh, but the whole thing I'm done with. I'm just <laughs> done with it. That's the worst of the week. It's it's. You want to talk about a team and players that already don't need more eyeballs on them and stuff, and this is like that. Like, we don't have Brady anymore, so you know what we need? We need Travis Kelsey and Taylor. No, no, we don't. It can all yeah, just we don't go have, away right now. We don't have Aaron Rodgers for the Sunday night game coming up tomorrow night, so guess what we're going to have? You got it. She's probably going to be in the booth. You'll get to see all of that spectacle on on NBC tomorrow. Yeah, um, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that whole thing later. But I just knew uh, as soon as I saw all of that going down, I'm like, Jay is absolutely getting tortured. Because you've said she's the most overrated singer that you've 
I believe that the words talentless hack may have been <laughs> may have been uttered by me in regards Overrated, to Overrated, talentless hack. Uh yeah, you you've had it in for her for quite a quite a long time. So just saying. Apparently she puts on a good show, which I could care less about. I I do not consider myself a Swifty. I don't like my, really any of her music, but this just this just takes the intolerance level to a whole new high. Yeah. No, and if, if and someone and, and, and then and then and then it's with Travis Kelsey, who's one of the most self-aggrandizing players in the oh, league man. to begin with. He loves him some him. He's like To. Yeah. He's yeah. He's like white To. <laughs> He really is. So, uh, he gets perfect pom poms and sharpie. <laughs> oh man, perfect couple in in that respect, actually. Yoko, um, oh no, I I I would not wish that on the on the Chiefs. I do not want um, Patrick Mahomes wishing death on Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift because of what he's doing to the team. I, I, I do not want that. That that's not. That's not good for football, man. It might be good for your entertainment, but it would not be good for football. This is an entertainment show, so yes. <laughs> oh, where am I? Um, smartest uh, of the week. Uh, for that, uh, I that one wound up taking a, a different turn. I had one guy lined up for uh, smartest, and then as the game switched in the second half, it wound oh. up switching to a different uh, to a different coach. I had Radio Raheem. I had Raheem Morris set up uh, because he had the Rams defense against Limpy Gimpy Joe Burrow Monday night, and it was going very well in the first half. Uh, he was really keeping Burrow uh, hemmed in and making sure that whatever he had downfield, it wasn't much because they were playing very close to the line of scrimmage. They were basically daring him to try to go deep on that bad calf, and he couldn't do it, so... Uh, it looked like it wasn't going to go too well, and then they, they made the adjustments in the second half, and it was very subtle, uh, but they just basically were just taking what they what the Rams were giving them um, yeah. and, and just going underneath the really short stuff, really quick stuff. They knew Burrow couldn't run around. They knew he couldn't escape pressure, so they were just uh, doing it as quickly as they possibly could. They did just enough to get the Bengals uh, in the lead over the Rams. And then Lou Anarumo the uh, Bengals defensive coordinator became the smartest coach uh, in week three, because that Cincinnati D once they got the lead, they got after Matthew Stafford's ass and they just would not give up. Um, They gave up some plays, but uh, some big plays, but they got an INT right after they gave up uh, a big play right after they went up 13 to nine, three straight LA punts right after that uh, six sacks on the night, big effort to support their, their quarterback. Uh, they, when they really need their defense to come through the most, when they got the lead finally in the second half, that's when uh, the Bengals turned it up and, and wound up never giving the lead back. Um, and Matthew Stafford tried. He was playing uh, as well as he could, but the Bengals just came after him. And that's on Lou Anarumo dialing it up once they got the lead. So he wound up being uh, the smartest for me for week three. Yeah, and for the Bengals, it also helps when you realize that we have this guy, Jamar Chase. He's pretty good. He's not bad, yes. Yeah, so that usually helps, too. Uh, so here's well, the smartest full, of the week. Full, well, full credit, though, to the to the Bengals for gutting that out with a gimpy, you know, uh, I didn't think Joe Burrow, because we figured that. Yeah, we figured against Aaron Donald and that D-line, and it was a low-scoring game, and like you said, the Rams were doing all the right stuff, but... You know, the Bengals are a very good team, and very good teams find a way to win games like that, and they did. So, good for them. 
Sure did. And they got that one over us because we both took the L on that one. And you apparently yeah. took more than just an L. <laughs> you lost some funds. Uh, I did, unfortunately. Uh, my smartest of the week, I'm going off the field because it's not very often that I have an opinion of something that then I hear somebody make a logical counterpoint to and end up completely changing my opinion that I originally had. And I'm giving this to Richard Sherman. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but Richard Sherman made made a very well-thought-out argument about why the Eagles' tush-push should be illegal. Oh, no, I I have not heard this. Because I'm one of those like, hey, if you want to line up like that and there's only one team that can do it, then go for it, right? Yeah, that's how I feel. Well, it turns out it's illegal on the defensive side of the ball, right? Because that has been tried, or on the special team side especially, where they outlawed this, and Sherman made the point very well, that they outlawed that specifically on field goals and extra points that you couldn't do this big push up the middle right? Because you couldn't just have this massive humanity all surging up the middle towards to, to block the kick. What was the reason that the league outlawed that for those plays? You'll know the answer to this, right? Think hard enough. Player safety. Player safety. You're 100% correct. Richard Sherman has completely turned my opinion of the tush push around. That should not be allowed. If the Eagles can't do it, I mean, if the Eagles can do it, you can't use the idea of, well, every other team should be able to do it. That's fine in that context, but you can't outlaw it on the other side of the field for player safety, but then allow another. Yeah, I've completely changed my mind 100% on this. Richard Sherman, smartest of the week. Great point, sir. You win. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I I can see they uh, – uh, the, the reasoning for you turning your opinion around on that, I, I guess uh, as unfair as it sounds, my pushback would be there's plenty of things that are okay for the offense and not okay for the defense because it's an entertainment show at the end of the day. And we want more offense. Yeah. So. But when the, when, but, but where it really got me was the reason they, they, they outlawed it because they said player safety, but then on the other side, you don't, oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> totally safe. Yeah. Totally safe when the Eagles do it, or the offense, or the other team tries to do it. That's totally safe. But if you try to do that when you want to block an extra point or a field goal, not safe. You're putting those guys' lives in jeopardy. CTE. Sure. Um, and I was of the opinion of, hey, man, wow, what the Eagles are doing, that's great. You don't like it. You should go stop it. But he didn't say that that's why it should be stopped. He didn't say it was anything illegal about the formation or it's just not a fair advantage because the Eagles have all these big players. He said, no, no, you told us we can't do it on the other side of the ball because of player safety. I'm like, ah, okay, you you, you got it. You're a smart guy there, Richard Sherman. So <laughs> I thought that was a great point. And with player safety, you got to be more consistent. And that's a huge hypocrisy in a league that loves hypocrisy. And that's why they don't ever have to be more consistent because they love hypocrisy and they can get away with it. I get it, but for one <laughs> week, I was I was swayed on that one. Okay. All right, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, my dumbest of the week. No! Uh, the Clippers and the Vikings have no idea how to manage games. None of them. 
And they you, play uh, each other to a, to a dumb your boy. Off, is this your boy? Are you going to talk yeah. about your boy here? Okay, yeah. good, because this yeah. is my stupidest of the week, too. So we can <laughs> because there's no way that we – how do you not – we should just call this the Brandon Staley Award. <laughs> uh, you, you can name it that if you want for, for yourself. Um, he, he reverted back. He certainly reverted back. He had not been doing this uh, the first few games of the, of the year, but he definitely reverted back to his risky – fourth down choices uh, on his own side of, of the field. At his own 19-yard uh, line, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it didn't didn't work. Yeah, and the only reason um, they won was because they were playing the Minnesota the Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> Kirk Cousins and the Vikes bailing out the Chargers. Uh, those two teams, my God. Um, so, yeah, Vikes cornerback Caleb Evans uh, let an INT go right through his hands for a Josh Palmer touchdown. <laughs> Uh, or else Minnesota would have gotten a big comeback win after all of that. Yeah. Uh, Cousins had a uh, first and goal at the six with 37 seconds left. This is after Brandon Saley went forward uh, at his own 19 and, and failed. Um, so they get a first. So the Vikings get the ball back, get a first and goal at the six with 37 seconds to go and no timeouts. And instead of spiking the ball, he let it run all the way down. Just standing there, bitching and communicating back and forth with his sideline and trying to figure out what play to run instead of just running up there and spiking the ball. You're the quarterback. You're the leader of the team. Go take control of the situation and go up there and spike the ball. He did not do that. He panicked. He rushed whatever the play was that they finally got in. There was almost no time left when they did snap it, and he threw an INT to, to lose the game. And the Vikings basically outchargered the Chargers uh, in that respect. They could have won that game on several occasions uh, that the Chargers gave them the opportunity to win. And the Vikings like, nah, we don't want it. Here, you take it. You take the dub. We don't want it. Uh, so both the Chargers and the Vikings, for me, uh, the dumbest of the week. Not yeah. just the Chargers, but I'm sure you're going to get on your, uh, your boy. Yeah, Brandon no. Staley. It's, 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 I'm going to start calling these balls of Staley. <laughs> Because I don't know what they're made out of, but they ain't—they might be steel, but that, that might be like rusty steel or something. Mm. First of all, in a, you're up by four points with not a lot of time left on the clock, and you decide that you're going to go. I get it. Sometimes you go for these things and you make it, but it was dumb no matter what. You go for it at your own you know, fourth and one at your own 19-yard line to ice away the game when you could have just punted the Vikings deep and played some defense, right, which you had to do anyways because you didn't make it instead of giving them the short field. And, I, yes, we've seen Kirk Cousins have some brain farts at the end of halves and games now, real close to the goal line, right? We, we refer back to when he took that knee oh. in that Monday night game. Remember? Yeah, that was one of our worst plays of all time. Right before that yes. half, instead of spiking the ball, he took a knee and let the clock run out. Well, so I guess this is better than that. I guess, no, not really. but we've seen this with <laughs> Kirk Cousins before and kind of brain farting down by the goal line at the, you know, in, in, in at moments where it's crunch time. And, but no, Brandon, you can't go, you can't go for that. I'm sorry. He, we've been ragging on this guy for a few years now and, and this living dangerous, dangerously mentality and going for it in stupid situations. And a lot of these cases, you know, costing his team wins, taking points off the board, bypassing field. It, it, it's too much history with this guy. 
this one could be one of the worst because he didn't get punished for it. Which means it's just going to keep happening. What's the narrative right now if they did that and then, you know, bam, next play Kirk Cousins was a 19-yard touchdown? Um, then he is one of, absolutely our dumbest, both of us. Right. One of the worst <laughs> L's that you can hang on yourself, one of the worst own goals that you can have, he is absolutely my stupidest of the week. Don't, 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 yeah, that's what it, that's what would happen if he did that. However, he was playing the Vikings, and if he punts it away, he's got to rely on his defense, and he knows what his defense is. So that's another reason why I, I – we definitely don't see completely eye to eye on Brandon Staley uh, as a concept because I generally like his going forward to his ballsy moves, not just for the sake of being ballsy, but because a lot of the times it's the smarter thing to do. The, the safer thing actually gives you a lesser chance to win by a lot of the metrics. Uh, so I'm okay with that, with, with a lot of the stuff he's, he does. Uh, and, and I was okay with this, you know, going for Because get, get a damn yard. It's what, a yard or two yards? Get it. Right. Just get it. Well, that was a horrible play. The, the little just slam it right up the middle. And, yeah. yeah. The little handoff to the up back. Ugh. Right. Boof. Run right into nothing. And that's the end yeah. of that. Yeah. So definitely not a problem with the uh, play call, but the execution, however, yeah, sure. Uh, not Not very smart. Uh, so for my surprise of the week, uh, what do I have? What happened? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I had the cards and the points, sure, but I, I didn't have that. Hey, what happened? I didn't have them <laughs> dog walking the Dallas Cowboys up and down the field down there in the <laughs> desert. I did not yeah. have that at all. I'm not going to even try to front like I saw anything like that coming. 222 yards rushing by the Arizona Cardinals. And you think you're a Super Bowl ch- a contender? Really? Doing that? Letting the cards run over you like that for 222? Uh, picking off Dak in the end zone? It, this was like a whole collapsing uh, all at once by the Dallas Cowboys. And we you know, chuckle at it because we love chuckling at the Cowboys when they fail like that. But uh, it's not like we saw it coming. Uh, complete surprise. Arizona... Uh, hits Coach Jonathan Gannon with the Gatorade shower. Uh, they put it together for his first W. They handled the Cowboys. Uh, it, it was the card Super Bowl. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Yeah. The teams that, that have no chance of, of making the postseason uh, have a big game and get up for it like it's their Super Bowl. If uh, you know They're still professionals. If you, No matter how good you think you are, if you don't match their intensity, you're going to get owned. You're going to get embarrassed. And that's exactly what happened to the, uh, to the Cowboys uh, in Arizona. Uh, just one of those games uh, that light and fast Cowboys defense that I talked about. Uh, you know, you lose your uh, gambling quarter uh, cornerback uh, Trayvon Diggs. Now you got light and fast, and if they don't get home, uh, your gamblers uh, are your best. Your best gambler is gone. Now your secondary is just out there. They they don't know what's going on. They don't know what to, what to do. The rest of those guys, uh, and this is what happens when a team focuses on pushing around your light and fast defense because they don't have to worry about uh, your, your gambling cornerback anymore. And you give up 222 yards. They're undisciplined. They're giving up penalties. Just uh, no-name dudes getting open on the car. Everything you could name goes wrong for the Cowboys in Arizona, and I did not see that coming. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I gave this already to my best of the week. Um, this, this team just doesn't want doesn't to quit, even though it should. 
the players did not get that memo. And good for them. Good on them. Yeah, that, yeah. that rushing line, uh, Baby Terminator, seven yards per carry in the game. He was owning them. Uh, yeah, they gave up a 45-yard run to Rondale Moore. It, it, <laughs> just wild. Just wild. What? This is how bad teams have have to approach it, right? You pull out all the stops, you get you go deep into the playbook, you catch a team who thinks that they should have just shown up and beat you, and that's what Dallas did. And just like the just like the Giants did the week before, but they were able to recover. And this time the Cowboys uh they were not able to recover. No, they weren't. What the hell's going on out here? That's pretty much how they had to feel in that one. Uh so your biggest surprise. Yeah. Uh, my biggest surprise, this is something I don't know if we have ever seen before or ever see again, and it's just a schedule quirk, but how many times, and I could go back and we could find this, have we had all four of the teams that have zero wins in the league all play each other the same week? (laughs) Uh, So we only have four winless teams in the NFL right now. And all four of them are slated to play each other on Sunday. How? First of all, that's awful, you know, the, the, just that we have to sit through those games and pick those games for our viewing enjoyment. But that's a surprise to me because I don't think I've ever seen that before, that we will now end up coming out of this weekend with most likely two you know, two 0-4 teams. Uh, hopefully we don't get a tie. Um, and then I think once we, you know, get that, boy, it's, it's the the race, the tank for the tank for Caleb can begin. <laughs> Choking for Caleb. Yeah. Sounds like a porno. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we would even remember if we had ever seen anything like that because wh- how would we keep up with that or why would we keep up with that? So that was, that's just, yeah, that's just one of those things that you notice it when it happens and then you, we'll probably forget about it like two weeks later. So it may have happened before, but we, but we wouldn't know. Cause that would be just so weird that. though, that you have two. you know, first of all, you just have, you only have four. There's only four teams after three weeks who haven't won a game. And then you go to the very next week, they all play each other. Yeah. All four. Uh, of them. They, they all deserve to tie too. They, deserve, they both those games deserve to end in tie. You know, <laughs> nobody games, deserves a win. <laughs> None of those four teams. Well, that means you're taking win. both of the, that means you're putting your, your, your dog in it this week on those games, then. Cause you're, Whoever you're, the you're dogs calling, are in those, in those games, yeah. Just, you're calling just ties right now. None of them deserve to be favored by anything, yes. No, the losers in those games are the fans that go to them. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, those are definitely the losers. Uh, my biggest letdown of week three. talked about the Jaguars. They got outplayed and out-hustled ah, yeah. by the Houston Texans. Yeah. Uh, illustrated by the uh, kickoff return touchdown that made it 24-10 to 10 because it was 255-pound up-back Andrew Beck mm-hmm. who tried to grab a short kickoff, bobbled it around, muffed it actually, picked it up, and outran everybody on the Jacksonville special teams for a touchdown. You cannot allow that to happen. That's a 255-pound fullback dude. And you let him pick it up and run back. The jogging that I saw on that kick return from some of those Jaguars players, 
I would have lit into them <laughs> Wait a minute, okay. in the locker room. Better or worse than the dudes jogging after Matt Ryan last year on that 40-yard <laughs> run that they let him in? Right? You, you remember that, right? Uh-huh, yeah. It was yeah. the Raiders, I think. Uh, or the guys uh, on the Broncos jogging after the, the receivers. Uh, uh, so the dudes on the Broncos weren't even jogging after people. They were just falling over and watching <laughs> players run by them. He was looking up and going, ooh, he's going fast. Wow. <sighs> just let me go home. <laughs> You're like uh, Jeff Saturday just spectating. Wow, yeah, he's no, really you, fast. You, you, can't, you cannot let that happen. And no. that is that's an embarrassment for the Jags, and I could see that being a big letdown because this is supposed to be supposed to be, and it's early yet. Like, look at what happened last year. Jags started. Jags were terrible last year, right? Were they one and six, one and seven? Um, mm-hmm. So I get it, but you can't start this way every year in one of the most winnable divisions in football, and you put up that performance, and you let that guy up. Man, yeah, he's giving hope to us fat guys everywhere. I'm sorry. There's no excuse for special teams laziness like that. You, I would have been peeling the walls in the locker room. I'd have kept ripping them on the plane. I'd have ripped them after they got off the plane. Uh, you can't do that. They didn't take them seriously. The Jaguars did not take the Houston Texans seriously. It's just that's the only way you can call that. Yeah, uh, on offense, I don't know why on not. Or on special Jag- teams. Houston, to that point, had been contending and, and fighting in games. Hello. Do you want to say Uh-oh. something? Don't say anything you shouldn't be saying on the radio. Dad does that. <laughs> you want to put the, you want to put this on? Oh, okay. Like sweaty. I'm a dinosaur. Art. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Past their bedtime, clearly. Oh, he just cracked himself up. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Go on up. Go on upstairs. Good night. Love you. Ah, okay. Now, <laughs> he's still a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. At that age, that's he a, snuck that's... up on me. He got me good tonight. I didn't hear him because I got the headphones on. I didn't hear any. You know, these things cancel out. Lots of noise. I didn't hear anything. He got me good. All of a sudden, I get like touched, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> Feels like the you ghost. got a ghost in the house. Yeah, the ghost. Uh, did I uh, do Ghost Boy? I don't remember if I did or not. Um, and, and, and trying to see in my awards because he certainly deserved one. I see dead people. That, that's your dinosaur right there sneaking up on Dinosaur Rar. That's right. Uh, your letdown of the week. My letdown of the week. Um, I'm glad you hit the Jags because I did them for being on the wrong side already in my best of the week. I, I'm giving this to the Jets. Because we were both firmly on the record on the Jets last week saying, if you're going to do anything this year, this is your spot, right? This this is, speaking of icy dead people, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, Zach Wilson. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, taking sacks when nobody's even around, (laughs) sacking himself. Um, You know, you got – you know, the, the Jets are down so low now, you got Mac Jones donkey punching the you know, Sauce Gardner <laughs> and getting away with it. I don't know if you heard about that or saw that. I saw it, yeah. Yeah, Mac Jones is, you know, rocking him in the nuts, <laughs> and the Jets laying another absolute egg. Uh, only managed to put up 10 points, lose 15 to 10. And this this is going to be 
Well, it's, it's, it's fitting that Nathaniel Hackett's part of this coaching staff because we're going to see, again, this offense is going to be so bad that that defense, which is world-class, is eventually also just going to quit. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what point it's going to happen, but the Jets were a big letdown. They needed this win. It was a winnable spot. I don't know how you can come out of this. And we have a Jets fan who regularly calls this show it's got to be total despair right now for Lou as yeah, well. I think he's in the bottle at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you want to talk about another letdown. What's your savior? Who's your savior at quarterback going to be? Oh, gosh. Trevor <laughs> Simeon. That's oh. the best you can do. That's the best you can do? Lord. Trevor Simeon? Good, good night, folks. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, Brock not, Osweiler not, wasn't available. What? Man, well, no, it's it's all the same guy. This is random Allen territory now. Uh, well, Trevor Simeon, I'd see as a guy like if you want to lose, like he's that's a notch below random Allen. Like <laughs> Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, like these There's are the guys you bring in. Below random Allen, yeah. Nathan Peterman's already on a team. <laughs> Exactly. When you're actively trying to lose, yeah, they'd sign him, except the Bears are in love with him, so they keep They probably tried to throw a six-round draft pick at the Bears for him at this point. (laughs) And the Bears are like, no, we value him too much. We love our Nathan Peterman. Yeah, no, no, Tyson Badgent is the answer. (laughs) Haven't you been following the Twitters? That's that's the new one. That's the new love. The third stringer who's on the practice squad. That's the one that all, uh-huh. hey, I've even heard people on uh, sports talk on, on the score when I've listened in a couple of their segments who've called in. Oh, <laughs> well, we got to get this field out of here. It's Tyson Badgent now. Let's let's see what this kid yeah. can do. <laughs> Always the third stringer. Oh yeah. man, they don't like it. It's not the backup they love. It's the the third stringer. Now it's the practice squad guy. He's the answer. Uh, yeah, no, it's the Jets. Jets are my letdown of the week. I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Yeah. Um, the, the, the I had to go full uh, Joe on that one to go into uh, to the next award. Struggling. Ironically, your letdown leads right into my struggling, which has to be uh, the Jets because oh. Joe because Joe himself he called him out said on his Monday podcast. Joe Namath yeah. himself said, "I'm through with Zach Wilson. I've seen enough of Zach Wilson." When Joe himself says he's done with Joe, as you are done, done. You are Brady yeah. Quinda. You're dead to me. <laughs> Man, uh, 157 passing yards, 4.4 yards per attempt. 4.4. I might be able to do that. You can you can do that rolling the ball. I know it's an incomplete pass, but that's still that's about what you do if you would roll the ball downfield at 4.4 yards (laughs) per attempt. (laughs) Well, I don't know what targets ignore just like Justin Fields. Yes, but when when you're taking when you're sacking yourself though, come on. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're seeing ghosts and you're sacking yourself, yeah. But uh, you know what else goes hand-in-hand hand with a 4.4 yards per attempt? <laughs> you know what You know what the result of that is? You end up rushing the ball for 38 yards. Mm. That's, uh, that's not going to cut and it. Your two, and your two starting running backs had 20 rushes, 20 rushes for 36 yards. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's less than two yards per attempt. That my my major math skills tell me 
that that's less than two yards. It's like 1.8 yards per attempt, and your quarterback's throwing for 4.4. I'm shocked they scored 10. He can't play. He can't play. He's so bad. He can't play. You can't have him out there on the team. Is why they, they got know Aaron Rodgers. How play. the hell yeah. did they just not throw in Zach Wilson in the trade? Because <laughs> the Packers are like, Fuck Packers that. probably like, hell no, no, hell no, 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 no way in hell do we want that on our team. No. Uh, so the Patriots outlast the Jets. Uh, we saw the Jets getting that. We, we knew it would be low scoring in a, in a struggle. Uh, struggling, but that's the epitome of struggling when Joe himself says, "I've had enough of you." Uh, that is absolutely got to get got to get the struggling award. Colin Kaepernick even wrote a letter to the Jets and said, "Hey, I'll, I'll now, play practice squad for you." This I'm going to get a little insensitive here with Colin Kaepernick because Colin Kaepernick is the guy I'm pretty sure who likened the NFL to slavery. Right, he's that guy, barely, right? Barely wants back on the on the field. I was about to say, how many slaves snuck back onto the <laughs> reservation uh, uh, to the plantation? Right, I don't remember how how many slaves like went through the Underground Railroad, made it to Buffalo, New York, and they were like, I think I want to sneak back. I want to get back in the those, field. I miss the good old days, man. You know, so. Call it a little BS there on Colin Kaepernick because you, you trash the league, you do all the stuff, you get the settlement, and then you're like sending letters to the Jets. Like, what was the, what was what was the, what the letter say? Pretty please with <laughs> cherry on top. Please, 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 please. Come on. So yeah, you can't call the league that you had to sue because you, they blacklisted you, and then you beg to go back. Yeah, the, all of it is pretty much PR at this point because it's not going to happen. There, there's, no, there's no way he's ever getting back I, in the that's league. That's why I was thinking about that, though, with the whole his slavery. I don't think the slaves ever escaped the plantation and then tried to sneak back in. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he wants to keep, uh, keep it out there that he would – I kept trying. I want to officially let it be <laughs> right. known that I kept trying right. to get back in the league. He's like the person in the unemployment line who has to show that they're looking for a job. <laughs> Hey man, I I applied. I tried. I, <laughs> I sent a letter to the Jets. Can I get my three hundred dollars, please? Now can I can I get my hashtag storms coming? God. You know what? He'd still be better than Zach Wilson. He ain't played in six oh, years. He'd still you know be better what? than Zach Wilson. You might be right. He would be. I would. There's no doubt in my mind he'd be better than Zach Wilson because he wouldn't but be seeing answer... ghosts. He just <laughs> that's just, he just see take that off and sacked himself. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Yeah, struggling is the, the oh. best I can say about Zach Wilson right now. So you're Man. you're struggling. Struggling. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need okay. First of all, you gotta give me a Broncos country let's ride. Oh, wait a minute. That's all the way up at the other yeah, that's up end the of top. the aisle. Broncos country, let's ride. And now I need the Benny Hill music. Because this will be <laughs> I believe will be the first time we've used that this season. Oh yeah. If you want to watch a team that is hashtag full of quit or that goes into full <laughs> FedEx quit mode in the middle of a game, pull the tape of the Denver Broncos defense in the second half. I have never seen a team have so many touchdowns scored against them that wasn't trying to score touchdowns as the Miami Dolphins did. 
They're just doing basic running plays, going 60 yards to the house. They're just He's trying to run quick, out the clock. They threw a quick pass to Robbie Chosen Anderson. <laughs> Chosen. <laughs> that, is that, is that again, his name this week? Yeah, just a short little pass over the middle, goes to the house. These guys are like looking around like, anybody going to tackle me? And there's all these different screenshots and captures that you can see of all the Broncos players just laying on the field (laughs) as the Dolphins players are all running past them. I have never seen anything like it. Sunbathing. That a a team, like its will broke in the middle of a game. Like it just died. Yeah. You know, it just gave up, rolled over dead in the middle of a game. I've never seen it before. I don't know if the next time we'll ever see it because it's hard to get 70 put up on you, and we've seen some big numbers get put up on teams, but I don't know how many of those teams I can ever... I, I don't think the Titans quit in that snow game against Tom Brady. They just got outplayed, right? Even though they lost like 59 to 14 or whatever it was. I've I never don't think they scored either. Uh, I think that was a shutout. Was that 59 to nothing? nothing? And they didn't quit. <laughs> they still tried. The Broncos, this is like the most condemnable thing, is it wasn't enough that you gave up the 70. It was that you quit doing it. I mean, you, you just actively let the other team score. And it's just right there. Pull the tape. I'm, anybody who wants to watch it, there are video breakdowns of this game that will probably exist for all time now by lots of different people where you can actually watch a team just go to sleep and be like, you know, Brady BQD right in one game. Man, that is your worst of the week. But for me, nobody is struggling more (laughs) than that Denver D. And wow, I I don't know. Wow. That's all you can say. Now I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I know one one place that's going to be – there's going to be a digital copy available of all time. Uh, at the gravesite of Nathaniel Hackett after he dies. So all, he's going to be like, I never let that happen. Whatever I did in my tenure as a head coach, that shit didn't happen. You know, That's it's funny, Bates. though. I didn't do that. This is what I actually found funny was when you actually look at it this week because you have – I was going to save this for the pick, but it's just as you know usable now as the Bears and the Broncos play this week, and they're both 0-3. And even though the Broncos just lost by 50 – they still have a better plus-minus than the Bears. That tells you how bad that game really is. That makes me want to go crawl in the bottle with Lou. Ooh, that, that's yeah. terrible. You're playing a team. You're a Bears fan. You're playing a team that just gave, that just lost by 50, and it's week three. And you're playing – like, you've only played three games, and one of those teams just lost by 50, and they've still got a better <laughs> plus-minus than you. Um. That's a good reason why the Broncos are favored, I guess. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to what, that. Pick. What's what's your uh, Danielle of the week here? The fuck was that spectacle in Kansas City? What what was all of that? <laughs> was this my worst of the week? Re- yeah, I, that, I yeah. don't have to go on yeah. about it because you you covered it. What what the, yeah. the fuck was all that? Yeah. Wait, we've never seen a celebrity date an athlete before or something. What the fuck? What, Everybody lost their fucking mind over this girl being in the booth with with uh, with Travis Kelsey's mama. Like, okay, okay, maybe they are dating. Maybe uh, you know she's 
got the, the camera on her. She's given the, the let's fucking go. She's, as always, she knows exactly where the camera is at all times because she's very, very media savvy, just like the, the guy that she's apparently with. Um, it, the whole thing felt like a three-hour-long Taylor Swift concert film. Was it even like, this bad with, with Carrie Underwood? Was it even this bad? I don't remember it being this bad with that. I don't even remember it being this bad when Madonna was fucking Dennis Rodman. Like, singers fuck athletes all the time. Good God. Yeah. How in the hell did this get, uh, you know, seriously? I, 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 I don't <laughs> even know just, what else to say. <laughs> you're beside yourself. <laughs> I'm just watching, like, why are we making such a big deal out of all this? So fucking yeah. what? I don't even hate her like you do, but good God. You will. Like, what You'll the learn hell to. was all that? I, <laughs> I will never hate her like you hate her. You've hated her for a long, long time. That's a deep hatred there. I, I can't I, match that. I, I hated Taylor Swift before it was cool. <laughs> That's about all I got hipster, to say. Hipster J. I heard that your mentor, Bill Walsh, was Walsh. Sorry. What the game seventy two seventy one. Hit the wrong uh, I don't know if you caught Saints defensive end Brian Breesey uh, near the miss- end of the Packers Saints game decided to rip the towel off of the long snapper on a fee- on a extra point attempt and try to throw his towel at the ball to deflect it on the extra point try. <laughs> um, I missed all that. This actually happened. Uh, you can go back and pull the tape. Uh, Packers had just scored. Packers had just scored, finalized their comeback, made it 17-all. So they're going to line up to kick the extra point. Anders Carlson, extra point, um, to make it 18-17. to The Saints player, Brian Breesey, rips the towel off of the long snapper of the Packers and yeets the, the towel <laughs> up at the ball. Narrowly missing it, by the way, <laughs> on the PAT try, uh, which was good. Um, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, at that point, just rip the dude's helmet off and throw it at the ball or something. I'm pretty or sure. Or your own shoe or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah. Like if that had hit the ball and deflected it away, there's got to that. That's something, right? That's unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't mm-hmm. believe. That's legal, because if that was the case, we'd see the dude just rip throwing their shoes at the ball, you know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. What are you doing? So if you missed that one, that was I absolutely totally wild. <laughs> yeah, Brian Breezy, Saints, you thought you were going to sneak one past us here on the show, but you did not, sir. Oh, no, we find it all. We, we will, will always <laughs> find you. Yeah, that, that's hilarious, because right after it happened, you're seeing all the stuff on Twitter, like, wait, what's that? And then, yeah, sure enough, you go back, you see the replay, and he reaches forward, he yanks that towel, and just yeet right up towards the ball, <laughs> and it didn't miss by much. Well, that's good that it didn't, because if it did... Good on you for trying, sir. <laughs> <laughs> if it did, it, then we, we would we'd have all seen it, because it would have been a penalty, and they would have to do it over again or something. Yeah, but um, he, he missed, but we didn't miss. We, we didn't. got you. We we sure did. You know what is? It's actually a great thing that he missed. If he hits it and it's a personal foul penalty, the Packers might just take the half the take the yard uh, penalty and oh, go for sure. two. Oh sure, punch that thing in for. But at that point, they were up. It, it was either eighteen or nineteen at that point. So one or two doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, 
but, but they, they were just going they were going to be up by one or by two either way right. and it was only like two right. and a half minutes left to go in the game but you're so desperate not to let the other team complete their comeback you just start throwing <laughs> just the ball i like that let's just have this happen in the game man let's put one dude in the end zone on all field goal and pat tries and give him something to throw with the ball as it's coming in like a slingshot or something you know we're just creating like objects to, to pick the pluck yeah. out of the air and throw. And, yeah, you know. I, I like this. Let's just, you know, make it a little bit harder for the offense and special teams. I think it's Pac-Man or something. Can he uh, throw a, a toy cherry or a cartoon cherry at it? And then the, <laughs> the, the, no, the like extra... Mario, you know, he throws like, he picks up a mushroom and throws it at it or something. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if he hits it, the ball doubles in size and, and now it can doink off the upright or something. Uh, we, we might be coming up with new games here. Uh, we we're, we got to brainstorm this a little more. <sighs> uh, we'll have to do that another time because we're running down on time. So we got to get our plugs in real quick and get to the rest of week four. We'll do that in a couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, Come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Some of our picks should have been strictly prohibited so far this year. We uh, continued our struggling season uh, on Thursday night because we picked the quarterback that clearly was less confident and less decisive and uh, who wanted it less. Uh, play callers were uh, less ready. Uh, we, we took the Packers over the Lions, and clearly the Lions are the, the team uh, that deserved to be picked uh, on Thursday night. It came in and then just took it to the Packers again, uh, as they did uh, to end last season. So yeah, we, we both took the L on that. I had the Lions to win, but I got cute. Uh, yeah. We picked the scores, and I had all day. I had that as twenty-two to twenty, and wouldn't you know, it's a two and a half point spread. So I'm like, well, okay. So, uh, oh well. Got the well, twenty right. Cute. How often does getting cute ever work? <laughs>
probably not nearly as often it, as we like to think great. it does. It's we only remember it when it works, right, but it fails right. way more than it works. So probably it's not like bear whispering that always works. Oh, hundred percent of the time. Al- almost not hundred percent, but almost hundred percent. Uh, the remaining 15 games in week four in the NFL, uh, we start off tomorrow morning uh, overseas. The NFL returns to London and Wembley Stadium. The Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville London Jaguars. Falcons are 2-1, and one, Jags are 1-2, and two, and we talked about how struggling they are. Uh, for the Falcons, they might get uh, Cordero Patterson to make his season debut with that thigh injury he hasn't played yet. Uh, for the Jags, uh, their receiver, Jay, uh, Zay Jones, will be out once again with a knee injury. Uh, in this one, the uh, Falcons are the dogs over in London, plus a field goal at the Jaguars. Yeah, so we get the cop-out line here. And looking at the stats so far on both of these teams, the only defensive thing that the Jaguars do pretty well is they're fairly stout against the run so far, exceptionally weak against the pass. That's not Atlanta's game, right? Atlanta wants to come out there and they want to run the rock. Desmond Ritter is trash. I don't know how long it's going to take for this franchise or coach to figure it out. He's not very good. I'm going to take the Jags to get right. This should be the get right spot now here for the Jags, but we'll we'll see because the Jags just want to keep laying eggs. And you're you're talking about weird things happen in London with two th- two teams that weird things always happen to. So this is going to be a strange game just because anyways, but I'll take the Jags. It's probably pushy territory anyways, but I'll take the Jags and lay the three. I, mean, I thought the Texans last week was the get-right game for the Jags. That was the get Now this is get-right game part two. See, now ah, they're going to get right, and they're home away okay. from home. So those who had a lot of confidence in the Jaguars last week and got burned, don't let that affect you. This is a different week. It, it's a week-to-week league. So this week is completely different. And this week, Pro Football Focus Podcast gave me a little nugget to look at. Trevor Lawrence's quarterback grade jumps way up. As you already know, Jay, if you take out all the wide receiver drops and the one foot down and the other foot out and all that crap that he's had this year. <laughs> you say he's actually been quite good? He's actually been pretty good. Uh, Jags have the most by far, the most drops in the league uh, by a mile. Uh, he's still much better than Desmond Ritter, who is trash. Uh, if they are, if they're anywhere decent uh, against the run, as they have been so far, that you already pointed out statistically, uh, the run is what the Falcons can do. It's the only thing they can do right the now offensively. Yeah. Uh, if they if they stay decent, they're going to romp. They're going to win this by three touchdowns if they're anywhere decent. So not only do I agree that you should go back to the Jags if you got burned with them last week. I'm locking this shit up. This is London. This is the, their second home anyway. This is it not going to be a road game at all for them. This is very unusual for the Falcons to, to have to make this England trip. This is old hat, man, for the Jaguars. They're used to this shit. So I'll yeah, absolutely probably take probably in the same hotel room. They know all the same people, right? Same, same they groupies. Know all the, They've been they know all the, right, banging the yeah, same right. British all rats the for all these years. Yeah. <laughs> they know all the places to go to. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, even if they get lucky and win by like a touchdown, that'll cover three. So I will yeah, no, I get it. And, and you know what though? Last week, as bad as our weeks were, we both hit our locks. We did. You, you made money if you just listen to our locks and don't listen to anything else. Yeah, because I mean, I was sweating that Seattle lock, but they pulled it out very at the very end. So they did. Thank you, and I, thank you, Gino. 
And I didn't have to sweat the Eagles at all, and I should have threw everything I had on the Eagles, and that would have worked out wonderfully. All right, back stateside for the rest of the Sunday action. Dolphins-Bills, very, very compelling matchup. This Dolphins is the best game of the week. Of, it should be. Uh, coming off of what they did last week, Miami has got to be flying high. Oh, and Jalen Waddle is going to be back tomorrow because that's what they've been missing. Oh, my More, God. They don't, have enough, they don't have enough weapons. They were struggling so hard without Jalen Waddle, and now he's going to be back out there. So that's really going to set things right for Miami. As for Buffalo. Uh, bad time to be missing veteran safeties, but Jordan Poyer has a knee injury, so he's out. So the Bills are going to have to pull out the big gun. That's right. They're going to have to activate DeMar Hamlin. They got to go with everything they got. They got to bring out the feel goods, the the 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock uh, stories on all the pregame shows. Yes. I'm sure are going to be talking about it. They got everyone to be cheering. The place will be going great. They got it. This is the Miami Dolphins coming off of 70. They got to bring out every possible weapon they got. So they're going with the DeMar Hamlin story tomorrow. We'll see how that works out for them. I am shocked coming off of 70 that the Dolphins are underdogs, but the 3-0 Dolphins are plus 2.5 at the 2-1 Bills. Yeah, I don't know. Is this Does this feel like a trap? Um, mm. But we'll see. Well, first of all, it's Buffalo. They had that tough game against the Jets. A game they should have won. You're still, I think, you're still salty about that. Mm-hmm. That, the, that the Bills should have won that first game, and they should have. Uh, the second game they blew out Washington, but they didn't look particularly. Oh uh, no, the second game they blew out the Raiders, right? But, yes. They blew out the Raiders. Was it re- week two? They blew somebody yeah. out, but they didn't look yep. particularly good doing 10. it. Yeah, thirty-eight to ten, but it wasn't like a smooth thirty-eight to ten. And then last week. It was smooth. They absolutely romped over Washington and the team Manderskins. So, all right. So I'm watching a team that's been firing on all cylinders, now against a team that's kind of ramped up through its preseason mode. So I feel like we're really getting both of these teams sort of at the best they can both be firing on all cylinders. But, man, nobody's firing on more cylinders than the Miami Dolphins. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm not picking against them in this spot after everything that they've done for these first three weeks. And I mean, if Buffalo wants to go out there and concuss to his back or you get some stuff going on, or, you know, obviously Buffalo is a huge step up in class. I'm not saying Miami wins this by much. I'm thinking it's a single score, really close game, but I'm going to take Miami in this one because I just think that everything is working for them right now. And I think Buffalo is just rounding into shape. I think Buffalo is going to be fine, but on this one, I'll give the edge to Miami. So yeah, it's gotta be a trap, doesn't it? It's like it's a it's a trap. That that team coming off of what they just did and they're underdogs, like really. And I feel the exact same way you do. Lord help any team facing the Dolphins right now, Uh, and and the Bills defense is playing high level, very high level. Uh, but Miami is on another level. There's something else, right? Yeah. No, they're um, they're on they're on the moon right now. What they're doing. Uh, it almost feels like it would be a win if the Bills don't get demolished. That's that's how well the the Miami <laughs> like Dolphins are playing right three, now. They just lose by a field goal. Like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, See you guys in Miami. 
I got I, I got to go with the uh, with the Dolphins as well uh, the way they're playing, um, and, and I'm going to need Buffalo to lose because I picked them to win the Super Bowl, and this would play into the narrative. Like if they lose this game and they sure. get knocked back down a peg, and okay now they need something to fight again. They need something to rally. Uh, like they, these two games they won uh, convincingly week two and week three. That's I, I promise you that's because of what happened uh, in New York in week one on Monday night. I promise you. Uh, they do not look that good if they didn't get uh, a game ripped from them or, or given away by project uh, against the Jets. So uh, this is what the Bills need. They need some adversity and they, they need something to uh, sort of feed off of. Like, oh, we, we were so close and we were so good, but now we got knocked back down. We got to fight back up. They need something to fight. So uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins and give the Bills something to fight for later. Yeah, and clearly in the in the grand scheme of it, it'll matter for playoff seeding and all that stuff down the road. But I can tell you, even after three weeks, this is a two-horse race in the AFC East. So that's all you need to know. Jets are done. Patriots are no good. So even if the Bills lose, it's not all is lost. Right. Uh, they just need to feel like that sometimes, it feels like. Uh, uh, yes. Speaking, speaking of fight, Broncos, Bears, ooh, a lot of fight with these two teams. Um, mm. Again, with this, I'm already going to call this spread a trap, too, because what? <laughs> that Everybody being favored? The what? We're the opposite of the last game. I can't walk out. They want you to There's put a lot of these out. lines this week. <laughs> but this specifically, I was shocked to see that that, that, that team, that team, uh, is the is the road favorite that team? Oh my God! Uh, so, however bad the Broncos' defense is, they won't have Frank Clark this week with a hip injury, so that's even worse. But the Chicago Bears have several defensive backs already ruled out as well, so uh, maybe they do deserve to be under. I don't know. Uh, Chicago's playing that terrible that they're the underdog at home. The zero uh, three Broncos are minus three and a half at the zero three Bears. And I'm falling right into the trap with you. I, I'm taking, I don't know if I'm going with you, but I'm taking the Bears. They're at home in this spot. The other team quit. It, it, they, they did not fight back. They didn't even try. Like, you're getting your ass beat that bad by the Miami Dolphins. Somebody go punch somebody. Somebody start a fight. No, they just quit. They're they didn't do anything funny. dirty. They didn't, they didn't do anything no. at all. They just now, laid there. I think this is like a sneaky high-scoring game. I love the over on this game because both defenses are terrible. All up and down the field. Yeah, so I love the over on this spot. But, I mean, even if the Bears lose by a, what, a field goal, we, we yeah. I get this one. Okay, yeah. I'll take the Bears. I'm with you. I concur. I, <laughs> Wait, we're just... That team's favorite. That team. Not, on, not bad enough that we played the trap music twice, but we both went into the trap. <laughs> and we fell time. into the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely. Uh, and I, I know it's the two least prepared teams to start the season. It's the two biggest laughing stocks in the league. It's the two biggest jokes. Only one can prevail. Only one quarterback actually kind of looks like a pro this year so far, and that's Russ. So you would think the Broncos, but no, I, I'm taking the Bears just because they don't deserve to be underdogs in this dog shit outfit. Thing. Oh my God. All right. We're, we're done with that game. Let's get off of that. Uh, Ravens Browns, a uh, much better matchup. The two and one Ravens uh, and the two and one Browns, but there's some mystery because Deshaun Watson's got a shoulder injury and he might not be able to go. I guess that's going to be a game time decision tomorrow morning. 
um, and tight end David Njoku burnt himself. So he's a game-time decision because he had some sort of fire incident in his home last night, apparently. Um, but several starters, again, ruled out on defense for the Ravens, who are always beat up, uh, along with Odell uh, Beckham, who's going to miss another game with his with an ankle injury. Uh, Ravens are the underdogs in this one, plus two and a half at the Browns. Yeah, that sounds like a weird line, too, until you actually look at the numbers. And I'll tell you one thing that does, is not in question or questionable for this game. That's the Browns' defense. Because, hang on, let me check my notes here. They've given up 32 points through three games. That's not much. That is absolutely that, – that that's fire. That's great. Um, I don't know how, how you call it anything better than that. They absolutely whooped. I mean, whooped the Titans last week. Oh, that was ugly. Um, Twenty-seven to three, and we talked about the uh, being so afraid for Ryan Tannehill and that shaky Tennessee line. Yep, boy, howdy. Uh, <laughs> the Browns' defense is legit. Boy, howdy. That Browns' defense is getting after everybody who they play. But I'm still taking the Ravens here. I still think that they're going to figure out a way I think that their defense can kind of offset a little bit of the gains that the Cleveland offense is making because they've been winning their games with defense more than offense and I'm going to go with the team that I trust more in this spot and that's Baltimore who needs a bounce back of their own after laying that egg and losing to the Colts yeah a lot of people got knocked uh, out of survivor pools on that one still not as many as uh, with the Cowboys I promise you that uh, whatever improvements the uh, Ravens offense has made and uh, with the new offense with, with Todd Munkin and all that, now they got Miles Garrett and the Cleveland defense uh, to deal with. Uh, it feels like whichever D makes the last play will win this game. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if it's the Browns, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it's the Ravens because that's kind of how they pull these games out. Um, I'm going to concur and, and trust the Ravens uh, because that's who should be trusted more so than the Browns. Uh, and also it's really hard to trust the Browns when you don't know exactly who their quarterback. They, they've given a lot of reps this week to this Dorian Thompson Robinson. Is that his name? He uh, was like the big uh, preseason star. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's gotten a lot of work, so I don't know if well, luck, uh, Watson's going to, yeah. I don't know if Watson's going to be able to make it the post or not. Uh, so I will take the uh, the Ravens along with you. Uh, Cincinnati and Tennessee, the aforementioned Titans, now get to host the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, old Gimpy Joe Burrow. They're both one and two and desperate uh, down in Nashville. Uh, Titans will not have their receiver, Traylon Burks. He's got a knee injury. Uh, Cincinnati is now the favorite in this one. Now that Burrow has proven he can play and win a game, they are minus two and a half at the Titans. Uh, I'm taking the uh, Bengals here, and I hate it because this, again – like a couple of weeks ago with Tennessee, and I think that was the Saints, just feels like one of the, just one of those, hey, we're going to show up and play today. It's kind of Tennessee Titans games where they just show up and beat somebody who have, they have no business beating, and then they go and they lose 27-3 to to the Browns. That, that, that's yeah. the Tennessee Titans in a nutshell right there. So I'm taking the Bengals with zero confidence. <laughs> if you're confidence pool, this would be the one-point game, apparently. This would be zero. <laughs> can't go zero. You got to have at least one. I would figure out a way. <laughs> I am so underwhelmed by both of these offenses. I am so <laughs> underwhelmed by 
both of these protection schemes. I am so underwhelmed by both of these run games. I, I don't like just about anything about either of these teams right now. Um, but I have to pick one, right? I, I don't want to trust the Tanny Show. I don't want to trust Gimpy Joe. Uh, you know what? I'll trust Lou Amaruno uh, again to trip up Tanny. I'll, I'll trust the, the D coordinator for Cincinnati. That's basically the only thing I'm going with here. So I'll, I'll agree with you and take Cincinnati. We don't love any of our picks so far this week, and we're agreeing on all of them. I was about to say, we don't like these picks, and we've agreed on it five, what, five for five already? Five for five. Let's, let's see what happens with number six. Rams, Colts. Down the middle. <laughs> Daddy. Uh, uh, God, well, I, I, I'm not going to find that because I forgot what I even put it under, so we'll just move on. Rams, okay. Colts. Uh, Rams at one and two, and uh, Bill, I put under Bill Alfonso, right? Uh, hey, it was right down the middle, Daddy. Rams at one and two, Colts at two and one. I know that you love that drop. Um, quarterback situation for the Colts. Uh, A. Rich is back, apparently. Uh, Anthony Richardson cleared from his dumplings, so he's going to be back under center for the Colts. Uh, Rams are basically, it's a pick on Rams are plus one at Indy. I, I like what Anthony Richardson has brought to them so far, but he can't stop getting himself hurt. Um, I'm actually right now just with the receiving group of this Colts team, probably a little bit more afraid of them if I am the Rams, if that's Gardner Minshew back there, who's going to give them that sort of like a little bit of veteran stability. So I'm actually going to take the Rams in this one more for the defensive side of the ball, because I think they'll be able to sort of fluster and confuse and make the rookie make some mistakes. Uh, worst thing that could happen for the Rams is if they actually knock him out of the game, because then I think they're going to upgrade to Minshew, who will stand in there against the pressure and be able to find some holes in that Rams defense that is a little suspect, but I trust the front four. I'm going to take the Rams and uh, the point. <laughs> uh, you know, Matthew Stafford might have less protection than, than Anthony Richardson back there, so... Uh, it, it's it's tough, but at the end, yeah, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald against Anthony Richardson, and it's probably not going to go well for him. So I concur again, right down the middle. Oh, it was a fun show. We could have just mailed each other our picks. Uh, like Netflix, which is uh, sent out its last mailing uh, of its DVDs. Uh, end no, of an era. I, rem- I used to do that. I remember when I when I met my wife, that's how we used to do our Netflix, was we'd send in our – we were on the two-movie plan, right? We'd, we'd get the two discs in the mail, and then we'd watch them, and we'd send them back and get two more. And I remember I, uh, seeing Netflix disc in the, on the table uh, yeah. the first time Memories. I ever visited my wife. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> ah, we were so old. Uh, Buccaneers and Saints in NFC South action. They're both 2-1, and one, looking to go 3-1. and one. Uh, a lot of defenders ruled out for Tampa Bay in this game. They're very beat up, but New Orleans quarterback is very beat up. Derek Carr has a shoulder injury. He's going to try to play through. Uh, and if he doesn't, it would be the return of Wild Thing to New Orleans, uh, oh, to, yeah. to the Saints office to face his old team, Tampa Bay. So it might be a, a revenge game for, for old, uh, for old James Winston. I don't know. So, uh, we, we, we shouldn't, uh, shouldn't play wild thing officially because he's not officially yeah wait until he balls out and then we can play it anyway okay uh and alvin Kamara's suspension is over uh, for the saints so he will return to the field for them uh tampa is the underdog plus three and a half at new orleans yeah i'm, I'm taking the hook uh love the hook on this one so that means i can take a field goal game here and and, and come out on the right side 
I'm going to take Tampa and the points. I still think, I think there's still some feistiness and fight. They nobody has any feistiness or fight against the Eagles right now. It seems that the Eagles <laughs> are just going to overwhelm you and just push you around, and that's exactly what they did to Tampa. New Orleans is nice. They have nice pieces. Uh, I definitely want front row tickets to the Marshawn Lattimore Mike Evans show. Yes, get your popcorn I want, ready. Yeah, I want that. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Tampa in the points here. I've been impressed by what they've done so far through the first three games last week, notwithstanding. Yeah, one of these quarterbacks, uh, Janus or Baker, uh, would uh, be in a battle of disgrace, number one former draft picks if Jameis does play. And if uh, Derek Carr plays, he was not number one, but he was a first-round pick anyway. Um, but even, but if it's Jameis, and I, I I guess I'd have to trust Baker more. I, it feels dirty to say that. Um, yeah, we're we're still agreeing. Seven for seven. seven. For seven. Yep. <sighs> right down the middle. All right. The uh, man, team Manderskins team uh, and the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Washington is two and one. The Eagles are three and zero oh and looking great. Uh, in this one, Logan Thomas is going to be back at tight end for Washington after being dumplings. Uh, they're going to need them. They are eight and a half point dogs at the Eagles. Uh, so found you know going through the stats, find something out this week. Sam Howell is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league against pressure. Like, he is fine with a clean pocket. Problem is, he doesn't very often get one because Washington's giving up a lot of pressure, and when they do give up pressure, he is trash. I've got the (laughs) Eagles. Lock it up. Not Not a bad thing to do. I wish I could lock him up two weeks in a row, of course. Uh, but we decided we can't do that. Correct. Yeah, you you know how I feel about the, the Philly, the way they're playing right now. Um, yeah, there's no reason to, to go against them. Uh, Howell was sacked nine times last week versus the Bills. Now here comes the Eagles. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get any easier. <laughs> uh, it's eight for eight. This is about as long as we've gone uh, <laughs> green with every pick. So we'll see how, how long we keep that up. I actually uh, made these picks. Look at that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be so – I got some different. I got a lot of dogs here. Then I got the big favorite. Yeah, I'm good. I don't uh-huh. know. I guess not. Uh-huh. No, but I was okay. peeking in. You you didn't know I was peeking in and seeing all your picks and copying off your uh, off your uh, You got that one uh, – you got the one-game lead now. So he's like, I just win. if I just agree with him the whole rest of the season. If I just I'll play it season. out the whole rest of the year and keep that lead over you, I can't lose. I never lose. Uh, when I agree with all your picks. We're agreeing other... so much, you know we're going four and whatever this week. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Here's the other 0-3 battle that you've been waiting for. Ugh, Vikings, my Panthers. Tums. God. <laughs> <laughs> and the road team is the big favorite here, too. Uh, Bryce Young is back under uh, quarterback for Carolina yeah. with an ankle injury, which is maybe a big reason why Minnesota is the favorite. Uh, <laughs> he but... has not been very Remember all those good things I said about C.J. Stroud? Do not apply to Bryce Young. The opposite to uh, Bryce Young. Vikings are minus four and a half at the Panthers. It's a big number. Both of them. All right. I'm taking the Vikings, and I'm going to boil this down into the simplest possible terms. Of these four four, 0-3 teams, the Vikings are clearly the best one. They're the team. Can't argue that. 
Every every one of their losses has been one score. They've been really close. What what the Vikings are getting now are all the karma losses for all the BS wins <laughs> they had last year. Right. That's they're just on the wrong side of these one score games. I think they've fi- and they've played tough opponents. They've finally got one. I think they can handle here. I'm going to take the Vikings to take out a little frustration and whoop the crap out of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it would be so Vikings to lose this one too, wouldn't it? Uh, by one score. It but, would. Uh, but I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I, I got to go with the Vikings as well. Nine for nine. Nine for nine. Bryce Young returning will work wonders for the Vikings. Okay. Steelers and Texans. Let's see if we can go ten for ten here. Pittsburgh at two and one. Houston at one and two. Houston will not have their offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil with a knee injury, but CJ Stroud doesn't care. He's just going to let it fling and fire anyway. Uh, Steelers are the road. Favorites here. Pittsburgh is laying three at Houston. Yeah, C.J. Stroud's going to let it fly, but he's missing his best offensive lineman. And oh, hey, here's come here comes T.J. Watt mm. and that Pittsburgh rush. Um, I, I'm I wanted Houston on this one, but I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to fall into this Houston hype. They just went on the road. Everything would tell you, oh, we went down to Jacksonville and we just whooped these guys. This is a big. This is the kind of spot where a team coming back home after something like that gets a little taste of the humble pie. I'll take Mike Tomlin and the Steelers here and give the three. That's ten for ten. Ring the bell, everybody. <laughs> this is insane. And I even had a PFF stat that kind of goes against us. It just talks about how great, great Stroud has been. He, he has been. He's the first quarterback ever in history with 900 yards and eight, uh, I'm sorry, and zero interceptions in his first three career games. Right. I mean, he's been great. Nico Collins, Tank Dell, who has made me money, by the way, this year, Tank Dell. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That running game is terrible and they're just, he's just out there slaying it and he's been the good so far, but. I don't know. I'm going with the veteran experience here, and I still like this Pittsburgh offense better without Deontay Johnson. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it'll be fun to see him against uh, T.J. Watt in, in the Pit D. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with a veteran as well. Um, kind of a Styles and... clash game here, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 10 for 10. we got uh, five left. Five left. <laughs> and we're going uh, through we... these super quick because... Because we agree. <laughs> yeah, ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, what you said. Yeah, there's no discussion now, to don't be forget, had. We agreed Thursday night, so we're 11 for uh, 11 right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Did not start out well. Uh, hopefully, we do better than we did on that pick. Oh, no. We're going to agree it? on every pick and go 0-16. <laughs> That's it for the early games. We agree on every last one. We are now into the late game action. Well, there's no drama there. Right. We, we can go to we can take naps in the uh, uh, Sunday afternoon. We can just go to sleep and wake up and get the after, late afternoon games. We have no conflict at all uh, in the morning. Uh, late afternoon action: Vegas and the Clippers. The Raiders and the Chargers are both one and two. There's quarterback action and situations here as well because Jimmy G was Jimmy GTD with dumplings, but they He's just out. ruled him. They He's ruled him out. out a couple hours yep. ago. So. What what I don't know is exactly who's starting. I don't think uh, Boy Wonder has divulged that yet. So it's either going to be uh, Random Allen member Brian Hoyer uh, or some 
random rookie named Aiden O'Connell. I don't know which one is going to start, and I don't know if it matters much. But the Chargers, of course, are extremely devastated uh, injury-wise. They lose their star receiver, Mike Williams, with an ACL injury, third week in a row that a star player gets taken out for the season, so very sad to see that. And then on top of that, uh, the running back, Austin Eckler, the edge rusher, Joey Bosa, and safety, Derwin James, are all listed as doubtful for tomorrow. So that's a lot of uh, really good players uh, for the Chargers that are not going to be there. And with all that, they're still the favorite. Raiders are plus six at the Chargers. Yeah, I don't know what the line difference is if Jimmy G is starting, but I know my pick is different if Jimmy G is starting. I'm probably – heavy on the Raiders on this game with Jimmy G. It is going to be some random Allen or worse. It looks like right now, it might Brian Hoyer. He's a total random Allen. They've got the weapons, but I just don't think that they're going to have what they need to exploit against Justin Herbert, who has been, he's been locked in to start the season. I've got no problems with their offense. I, I hate their coaching, but I've got no problems with what Herbert's been able to do what what uh, Keenan Allen has been doing, who is just getting the lion's share of targets, and, and he's a good guy to get those. Um, the only way I think that the Raiders win this game is if it's going to be Josh. This has got to be the Josh Jacobs show. And if that doesn't work, it's going to be uh, Chargers with the splash win here. Big one. I'm taking the Chargers without against the Jimmy G-less Raiders. Well, I don't know when the uh... – Josh Jacobs show would happen, but tomorrow would be a really great time for it to happen. Uh, not just because he, they need something to uh, buttress and balance out the fact that they lost their starting quarterback, but because they're facing the chargers who historically are terrible at defending the run. So you got to yes. take advantage of that matchup. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen though. They're dead last in the, in running right now as a team. The Raiders are dead. And fucking that, last. there's some teams that can't run for shit. And they're worse than they're all worse. of them. And yeah. with Josh Jacobs. Right. They're worse than the Steelers. Come on. With Najee um, Harris. <laughs> Jalen Warren. Yeah. Uh, so this is how slim this is going to wind up being. This this is one of those that I, when I picked the score, and it wound up being exactly what the spread is. Because oh. I had the Clippers 26 to 20. So you, now you so. might as well just disagree for the sake of it. I didn't know what your pick was, of course, when I made my picks. But I am going to disagree and take the points with, with the random Allen quarterback. So finally we disagree, and it's hey! by the thinnest of margins, because if it was six and a half, I would be taking the uh, the Clippers along with you. And if it was Jimmy so. G, I would have taken the Raiders. So, <laughs> so although if it was Jimmy G, this line might not be six. Right. It would probably be like four, three or something. <sighs> so whatever the reasons, there it is. We finally disagree on one. All right, from there, Patriots and Cowboys, New England at one and two, Dallas now two and one, coming off of that uh, laughing stock embarrassment last week in Arizona. Uh, Cowboys' old line is beat up, so that might be an issue uh, with this game tomorrow. Uh, Patriots are still a big underdog, plus six and a half at Dallas. Yeah, so what do we have here? We get the Zeke Elliott revenge spot. Uh, hmm. We get the Cowboys' defense that gave up two hundo rushing to the Cardinals. Who now get to face Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson? I'm still taking the Cowboys. I, they're so much better team. They played so much better the first two games. This is such a tough spot for Mac Jones and this offense. And it sounds like he's all he gets red ass like really easy. And he's punching dudes in the balls. I don't like what's going on in New England. 
I don't trust them at all. I mean, we trust. I don't trust the Cowboys much either. This is Mike McCarthy. Come on. But bounce back spot here for the Cowboys in theory. I'll go with that theory and give the points. I, I did. I, you mentioned how fast we're going, but I looked up and oh my god, we were flying. Okay, we were start. We started late. Like we, yeah. got, we didn't start picking until maybe ten fifteen. Yeah, we're going to actually commit on time for what for like the first time ever. Way on time. Like we're going to have five minutes to just shoot the shit, which we never. This is do. What happens when you agree on every game? On every single game, and this one is very funny as well. You listed all the reasons why to go with the Patriots, and then you took the Cowboys. I'm listing the exact same reasons, and I'm going to go with the Patriots and take the points because the blueprint is there now. Overrun that light Dallas front seven and work them and dare them to stop you. And Belichick's going to make Bill O'Brien call about 40 run plays. I promise you they're calling 40 runs tomorrow. This is the same Patriots team that threw the ball three times against the Bills in the wind. <laughs> and one maybe game. it'll work. <laughs> they're gonna, yeah. Zeke's gonna eat. Uh, I don't know how many yards he's gonna get, but they're gonna give him the chance to eat. They're gonna run. They're gonna control the clock, and they're gonna cover the number. And they might win the game too. But uh, yeah, there's no way I'm taking a, a, a team I mean, a, plus a touchdown that can actually run the ball. And New England, for all their problems, at least they can run a little. Are you telling me if it's first and goal inside the one for the Patriots that that's not Zeke three times into that into that line? Yep. <laughs> yep, it sure is. And, and he might get stoned all three times, which is why he's in New England. And I he might. Yeah, you, <laughs> next thing you know, it's fourth and five. <laughs> fourth and goal from the five after the three runs. But, hey, you know what? At least they tried. They will try. At least, at least they will do that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the points. So they, all of a sudden, we're fighting each other, two for two. Let's go. Heads up. See what happens on the third game. Arizona, the aforementioned Cardinals. Now they go to San Francisco. The one and two cards visit the three and O Forty Niners. Brandon Ayuk will be back for the Niners, uh, coming off his shoulder injury. But Debo is all beat up. Debo Samuel. Uh, had some rib issues in last week's game, so I think he's going to play. He's probably not going to be out there with the full amount of snaps, but uh, be a, be aware of that. He's a little beat up. Uh, with all that, it's still the biggest spread of the week. Cards are plus 14 at the Niners. Yeah, the Niners have shown to be resilient against these sort of wide receiver injuries. It's like, okay, we don't have Ayuk. We're just going to feed Debo and Kittle. Oh, we don't have Debo, but we get – oh, now we're just going to feed Ayuk and Kittle. So – I think they're fine in that respect. It's the Cardinals. How do we predict what the Cardinals are going to do? Because it's been a nice story. I think this is where nice stories go to die because this isn't the, you know, fast and light. We can push them around. We can go embarrass the Mike McCarthy coached Cowboys. No, no, this is the 49ers. They mean business. Uh, I think this is where they take old Yeller out back and and shoot it. Um, I'm going to take the Niners and give the points. I mean, we kind of know what to expect out of the Cardinals. No matter how terrible they might play, they're going to fight. At least they'll try. At least they'll try. try. At least they tried. At least they're the right. anti-Broncos. Uh, I will concur, however, because for those who think Dallas and San Francisco are in the same stratosphere, watch this game tomorrow. And fi- <laughs> and finally, <laughs> how you handle right this. Yeah, this- this is how you finally realize right 
finally realize why the Cowboys are laughed at when people say that they're contenders for a championship, uh, you are not on the same level as the 49ers. You're just not. Because the Niners are not going to let this happen to them. No. (laughs) Whatever that was last week, that's not going to happen. And no matter what you think, like, if the Cardinals had gone to Dallas and just gotten housed, then this line would be even bigger. Uh, maybe I'm more apt to take Arizona because we've seen that they've got that little bit of fight in them. But I think that going on the road, beating Dallas, they put some stuff on tape. I don't think San Francisco just shows up and expects to win and takes these guys lightly because they're just playing a team that beat one of the other top, quote unquote, top teams in the NFC. So I think they're a little bit more, you know, ears ears are more up, more alert for what's going to happen. So I think they go out there and they just handle business against Arizona. This is going to get ugly. Yeah, for all of the Niners uh, coming up short uh, in the last moments of, of big games uh, when it really matters, I don't think they do it because they take teams lightly. I don't think that's the problem that they have. Like you, we can see the teams that aren't really trying uh, at times when they think they uh, are, you know, outclass somebody. The Cowboys, for instance, uh, and the right. Chiefs we talked about it, and the Bills we talked about that they have motivation issues sometimes. Uh, I don't think the Niners have that, um, and they're not going to have it in this one because, as you as you said, they just got finished watching the Cardinals uh, run over the Cowboys. Right. There's uh, so actual tape on the on the on the Cardinals now. Uh, we're we're going to concur and take uh, San Fran by two two touchdowns in that one. On Sunday Night Football, uh, New York, New York, I want to be a Second, Well, another primetime game for the Chiefs. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're back in New York the next night. It's, it's all about New York, Sunday and Monday Night Football oh, uh, in New York. And, of course, we know what's happening Sunday night because it's the Kansas City Royals. So we know what the focus of that telecast is going to be now. Oh, boy. <laughs> your, your favorite topic. I just, uh, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> The 2-1 Chiefs visiting the 1-2 Jets, a game that NBC was thrilled about a month ago. Uh, not so much now. Well, now they're uh, thrilled about it because uh-huh. will, will Taylor Swift be there? I can't believe that's going to pop a big rating. Like, But it is. Like, People are interested. I don't know they're why, nuts. But, but they are. That's why. They're nuts. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand, but that's just me, I guess. Like, say Beyonce was single, right? And, sure. and she's uh, decided to start dating Debo Samuels and showed up at, at 49ers games. Will we see all of that? I don't think we would see all of that. I, I mean, really there'd don't. be there'd be hype, but not that. That was craziness. That was insane. Like they were replaying that in the booth like all oh, week. Oh, like, I know. Monday, I Tuesday, know. Wednesday, even Thursday, they were still talking in... and playing it. Intolerable. <laughs> uh, if if you had cable, you would you would have canceled it just based on all the coverage that was. Given. I'd like to anyway. cancel my subscription. Why <laughs> Taylor Swift is all over my TV? Uh, sir, can you just turn your TV up? No, no, it's on she every channel. She might it's accidentally on turn on. <laughs> I quit. It's on every, literally every channel. She's on the African History Network. Weather I can't channel. Take it anymore. It's on the Weather Channel. <laughs> On HGTV, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, it's on Investigation <laughs> Discovery. Stop. 
Uh, anyway, the Swifties are uh, minus eight and a half at the Jets. I wanted so badly all week to convince myself that this Jets defense could hang. It, uh, no. I, I mean, <laughs> from what I've seen out of Zach Wilson, so yeah, yeah, maybe the defense hangs and then they still lose 10 to nothing. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs, again, un, uh, this this isn't going to be that same atmosphere and that same energy that they rode off of in that first game, and Patrick Mahomes is not going to throw four picks. Right, he's not calling your. He's not throwing what you call the arm punts in this game. Ugh. I'm taking Kansas City uh, squish. Well, Swifties unite. Uh, you know, NBC needs a, st- a star now since AA Ron won't be there. So, uh, yeah, has. Uh... Oh, hey, I got that reference. <laughs> okay, good. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the as far as the on game uh, on field. Uh, the question is, has the Kansas City offense really piped up for real, or was that just how bad the Chicago Bears are? There's kind of no way to tell uh, until the actual game gets played. We know Zach will see more goals. That much we know. Uh, I'm going to concur and take the Chiefs and give the eight and a half. I, I don't uh, have any trust in Zach Wilson to keep it anywhere close. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I respect the Jets' defense. uh uh, but I just don't respect Jack Wilson at all, and I don't right. respect and any this, option they have behind him. This has got a 41.5 point total on it. I'm all, all over Take the under on this game. This has got some really strong, like, 23-9 to 9 vibes to it. <laughs> I don't think that the Chiefs get, you know, to 30 or to some crazy number. I think that the Jets keep them, keep them lower, but they just have nothing to offer the other way. I think the only way the Jets cover this number – is shenanigans, right? Special teams, block, mm-hmm. kickoff, return. You're going to need something because Zach Wilson ain't giving it to you. No, not, certainly doesn't appear to be. Uh, we got so much time I can even uh, ask, what would you do uh, in my fantasy league defensively? Because oh. this is how much I'm, I'm looking at the Jets, D. I got the Jets and I got the Buffalo Bills. Mm, those so. What's on the free agency? Uh, that's my. That's, that's what I'm asking. That's what uh, Jet. Do I do? Do I start the Jets? Do I start the Bills? Or do I start random free agent defense off the wire? Boy, uh, that's a tough one because, I mean, while yes, the Jets are capable of creating some some havoc. Those are two good defenses to have. This is a bad week to have them. It's, it's, that's why it's a tough decision. I mean, I'd, I'd almost rather have a bad defense in a in a good spot. Hmm. You know, I, I'd almost rather have Tennessee, you know, or something where maybe they can get after a mostly immobile Joe Burrow and, and create some commotion. Or maybe I want, you know, can Carolina get Kirk Cousins to go on the road and get a couple of picks? I don't know. Ooh, but I, I don't yeah, know if I had a stomach to take a D against I, Justin I, Jefferson. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, but you're talking a pretty, a pretty tough task between. Now, in reality, between those two, you're probably better off with the Jets because I can keep. I think they can keep the total lower, and maybe they can, maybe maybe Kadarius Tony, uh, you know, drops the ball right into their arms for a pick <laughs> six or something. I, I don't know. You're hoping for something like that. I don't want to play – I don't think you're coming out, you know, 
I don't think you're probably getting more than four or five points from either one of those defenses either way. That's about what they're projected for. Okay. (laughs) I hope you don't need those defenses. Let's just say that. Right. Uh, That's what I'm leaning is just sticking with those two Ds and using the Jets. Hold your nose and hold your nose and say ah, you know. I can't use any defense against the Dolphins after what they just did. I can't do that. (laughs) Realistically, the one I, I would use is the Jets. Now that we've said that, Two is going to throw three picks, and <laughs> Bills are going to have a block punt for a touchdown. Yeah, you know how it goes. Of course. I hate picking defenses, man. I know. Although uh, I'm all right, one, if Tennessee is the one I'd have my eye on, but I know you're not going to do it, but no, something for I'm, us to revisit. Yeah, we'll, we'll both listen back to the show and then take notes. And, and revisit yeah. this. Well, we'll uh, just next, see. Next we'll weekend. see how that defense. I can, you know, because I can see it on like how the drafts king scoring, which is very similar to all the other scoring. And see, because uh, I mean, I can tell you if I'm when I'm building my lineups for tomorrow's slate, I'm probably not getting a whole lot of Tennessee defense. <laughs> I'm also not getting a whole lot of Bills defense. Right. I mean, I like the Ram Rams defense. Now that's a nice play. Hmm. Against the rookie, uh, but is they rich? Right, but are they available? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, Somebody do, owns do the I have Rams. A, <laughs> I can tell you that. Do I have the stomach to take them against uh, Anthony Richardson, who might run on him, run for three touchdowns on him before he hurts himself? Yeah, that's but he might get sacked there. six times and throw three picks in the process. All right, let's take advantage of our time and get this Monday night pick in. Uh, back to New York on Monday night. Uh, the Giants will host the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle at two and one. Giants at one and two. Uh, Saquon was a game time decision all week with his ankle. Uh, Brian Dable's just playing games. He's got a he's got a high ankle sprain. We're not going to see him for uh, another week or two at least. Uh, so he's not going to be out there. Seattle is the favorite minus one and a half at the G-men. Yeah, I just don't trust the Giants. I kind of lost a little faith in them. I didn't have them in that, like you did, in that Thursday night game the prior week, but I don't really have a lot of faith in this Giants team to be able to go out there against a uh, Seahawks team that's actually got a little bit of firepower. I mean, they're banged up on the defensive side. Jamal Adams, he never wants to play. He feels like he'll never be out there. I won't say wants to, you know what I mean. I'm not calling it the question is wants to play, but it just seems like he's never out there anymore, and they need him, but I just don't trust the Giants without Saquon Barkley, and they proved that to me the previous week, and I think they're going to prove it to us again on Monday night. What are they doing? Uh, and Danny Dimes uh, get a get a little bit of a break, I think. He's playing a team that can't get any pressure on him, so uh, it might be Maybe. a surprising it might be a surprising shootout with Geno Smith, but in the end, no, I, I, I can't trust him over Geno Smith. He's not playing nearly on the same level uh, as Geno, so I. Concur. I will take the Seattle Seahawks as well with you. So, so we two? Disagreed Is on that what two? we just two? That's it. Big two. Has this ever happened before? Probably, but not very often. Two. It's pretty rare. Wow. I mean, so either with the <laughs> best case scenario for you, you pull out to a massive three-game lead on me if you win everything against me. And my best case scenario is I get back to that one-game lead. <laughs> and if we Let's split them, do- it's... No, let's just do it all again next week. Uh, Yeah, this is kumbaya to the max (laughs) this week. Let's just hope we both see things correctly and actually have a good week and we can both get ourselves Yeah, uh, I would love it if we could pull both. Yeah, if if we split those two and can both go like 
thirteen and three for the week, that, then we could come back on the show and actually claim a little geniusness. Yeah, let's not get greedy. I'll, I'll take ten and six <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that that's that's fine too. But in the two that we disagree on, it's not like we were loud wrong on each other here. Like, oh no, you're wrong. No. Oh, you gave the reasons to pick one side I and then took the other. <laughs> I did which usually does not work out well. <laughs> uh, well and the other was, one was just a point switch, right? Yeah. With the exactly. Chargers and the Clippers were... With the, with the quarterback switch. Yeah. What are our episode when we come back? And into our VIP after show program. Yeah, that was a thing. That was uh, that was a hot hour of agreeing with everyone with, with each point that each one of us made, basically. Uh, uh, so yeah, we're uh, looking at a very uh, uh, very light disagreeing on on that slate and. Uh, Going into tomorrow, um, I, I didn't even have a whole lot of like I love this over, I love this under. I had a few, but not uh, not the ones like I felt so strongly like the last few right. weeks where I said this is the play of the week. You got to take this under or this this over or whatever. Wow, um, yeah. I had a few. Let me uh, to, to be fair. Let me go through and see what I actually like is my best uh, over under plays. Uh, Bengals and Titans. I I, I love that under. Um, that shouldn't be a yeah, surprise. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and and Ravens Browns, I, I I like that under as well. Um, and as far as uh, overs, yeah, Miami Buffalo probably is going to be a shootout. Um, and we both mentioned uh, that we like Denver and Chicago as a sneaky shootout, just because both of those defenses are so terrible, They're so bad. So that, yeah. that might be something to, to look at. Um. I like Minnesota. What do you, what do you Carolina actually think about your Bears shootout. being home dogs against the team that just gave up seventy? <laughs> I we, I played the Elvis music. That's what I think of that. I mean, that's an indictment of the Bears, right? I mean, Vegas oh, obviously thinks not like like you guys are trashed, even and and you're still playing a team that just gave up seventy. But they're the team that doesn't look like they have a no. a, a clue what they're doing. Well, yeah, it's I mean, it's dysfunction junction. I mean, it's terrible. Completely. So yeah, it's understandable. There, there's there, there's no reason to to take Chicago. That's why we both took Chicago. Oh um, oh oh no. Yeah, if yeah. we both if we fell into both of those traps and and get L's hung us on both of those, I mean, we asked for it. That's just we, perfect. We, <laughs> yeah, we we asked for for both of them. I'm typing them in right now. Elvis and Elvis two. I mean, how many weeks do we get two Elvis games in a row? Right, but that's how crazy those spreads look. Both of them, I was like surprised and almost shocked when I saw both of those spreads. Like, really? The, those yeah, are too. favorite. Okay. Yeah. So the team that gave up seventy is the favorite, and the team that scored seventy is, is the, the dog. Underdog. Huh? Mm. Make it make sense. And this season, no, nothing makes sense. That makes perfect sense in this in the in the context of this season because so far this season almost nothing makes sense. Right. So there you go. So it makes perfect sense. 
This this season sounds like the reporter stroke right now so far. Well, a very very heavy uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go ahead, Terrace Tazen, those for the bet to have the pet. That's that's exactly what this season sounds like so far right now. <laughs> so bad. It is. That's what it feels like. This week, every week, I look up, and that's what it, that's what I feel like doing every night when I go yeah. to bed. Every Sunday night, so far this season, that's what I, that's I missed, what it feels like. I missed the live action last week because I was helping my mom move, so uh, I didn't get to see any of the. I was watching all the score updates. I was watching all my money lineups. You know, it didn't do so great. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't my best week. Um, but yeah, just watching it all just burn down and watching the Dolphins just keep scoring. I'm like, whoa, was that it was 49? Okay, oh, 50, 56, 60. Oh, my God, 70 to 20. What is happening? What the hell is going on out here? <laughs> they're trying to impress the the, uh, the the playoff committee, apparently. They think they're playing for Alabama. I don't know. BCS. Yeah. It's going to come in there, yeah. Unbelievable. I, I can't say that I saw a lot of action either because I was stuck with of course the Titans game uh, for oh, early action yuck. and that was and that football was so nasty and disgusting that it, I went to bed I, I actually slept through the afternoon because uh, I couldn't watch anyway um, because as I told you uh, Comcast out here or I, maybe it's all over the country or whatever but Comcast uh, isn't doing Fox they they, they are oh, having, a having a dispute little, with Fox having a tip. So, they're having a tip uh-huh. huh so I would have been able to watch that Cowboys uh, disaster uh, if they oh, yeah. had it here. I, but but I, how much of that would I have stayed through? Because it was not very compelling. Like the, Cow- the Cowboys are getting ran over and and, and the Cardinals are trying. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, after two hours of that, I probably would have been done with that too. So, yeah, not not a whole lot to watch. And then uh, wake up for Sunday night football and, and – uh, watch the uh, the Steelers do damage uh, out there in Vegas. That was a little that was fun, but you had the same pick too, so it wasn't that big a deal. But I think I, I think I did make some money off that, so at least it was that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I did. did. We agreed. I uh, the yeah, you were all over that one. I took the L on that one. That was the difference in our week. Right. But they they manhandled they Tampa. That's, they did. That's the Eagles. That's how they play. They'll do that. They uh, they they like scoring twenty five. I don't know why, but they they like getting oh, twenty five. That, uh, that's like the Forty uh, ers have scored thirty every game. Huh. Well, there you go. So that, that that's a another one of those little weird uh, schedule quirks that we've had so far. Is you look at this with San Francisco and you look at their schedule, and thirty to seven. 30 to 23, 30 to 12. Hmm. So that means they'll win tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we'll say 30 to 13. Sounds good to me. Because we need that cover. Yes, we do. Uh, excuse me while I sneeze. Uh, thank you. Did you throw out your back or anything? Or? <laughs> no, it was just... Uh... I can feel it coming, and I'm glad I was able to mute beforehand. Cause it Sound, been sounded like loud. it was a big one. Yeah, it was. It was. It was loud. Was that one? You were off. You were on mute there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a nice uh, long day for me doing the. Uh, me too. The it's Spider been a long game. week. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll I am uh, helping. Took, I'm still sore from helping my mom move. I'm old, man. Hey, you. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're still sore from helping me move. So you're you're familiar with that. <laughs> I might be. That was what 12, <laughs> 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 2011, man. Yeah, 12 years. Time flies. The cute factors weren't even uh, didn't even exist. No, yet. I'm a dinosaur. Rar. <laughs> No, he's a dinosaur. Wait a minute. Can't take that. I'm gonna have account. to go. I'm gonna have to download the show and just cut that clip. <laughs> and embarrass him with it in about uh, five oh, or yeah. ten years. No, I'll put it on the soundboard so we can just play that. <laughs> uh, well, at least I got one uh, change coming. Um, my Saturdays are gonna be free now. They they're they're switching the schedule at my job, so I'm. Monday through Friday, like normal people. Uh, so that's oh, nice. okay, that's good. Yeah, there's there's mostly positives to that. There's some drawbacks. Um, I was you know used to not having to work Wednesdays. That was uh, you know that was the day that people always have to figure out how to get things done in in their real life, like doctor's appointments, like getting their car looked at, stuff like that. I always had that Wednesday. I could always okay, I'll just do right. it as much as it's Wednesday. That's me with my Tuesday, you know. Right. So it's, sometimes it's actually nice to have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one adjustment that I'm going to have to make is I'm actually have to use sick time or, or vacation time or something to do to do those things that people uh, have to do. But other than that, um, it, it will be a, a positive. Oh, and the other thing is now working Wednesday, uh, being in a Wednesday night bowling league, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. I've, I remember a couple of Wednesdays that I had to come in back when we had work, back when we actually had, you know, work, um, that I actually had to come in on Wednesday um, and work, and then I went bowling that night. Usually it didn't go well. Usually working and then going bowling that night for some reason didn't work out for me. So now i got to figure out mentally how I'm going to do that and, and get over that. Uh, but that, that that was a nice thing is to have my Wednesday. I would finish up whatever uh, reviewing of the uh, of the football that I would have to do, um, and doing my awards and getting ready for the the next podcast. And then there would be, you know, a, a, an ability to sort of put that to bed and then turn the page and start looking at injury reports and getting ready for the upcoming week's picks. Um, and then at some point I'd either like take a nap or like watch baseball or zone out or something like that. I'd be able to sort of decompress and then get ready to go bowling. And I'm not going to have that opportunity. So that's another adjustment I have to make. Uh, but it's really not that big. Of a, I think the problem is I took, I take bowling much more seriously than I should. Like if I was actually really yeah. good at bowling, that would be uh, something that yeah. I have to worry about. Right. You know, if I, if I average 200 or something, maybe I really needed to, uh, figure out, you know, oh, how am I going to overcome and how am I going to hold up and, and still be good for my team? And I'm not that good. So it's it's not that big a deal, really. Uh, I'm so inconsistent. That, oh, it drives me crazy still. You got to be a boring bowler like me. Just make your spares. And... That's all you got to do. <sighs> just make spares. I try to, but... Eights it, and spares, it's... nines and spares. You know, you end up with that 175 average. Yeah, but I I I want I want consistency. I just want to. I was the most boring bowler. <laughs> like this past Wednesday, I think the game two to game three, I think I went from one thirty two uh, to two twelve. Like, how the fuck oh. do I do that? Like, why? <laughs> why <laughs> yeah, am I doing this? 
yeah, I'm just that guy on the team that's throwing, you know, 520 every series. Yeah, consistency. Yeah, just hanging in there, just making – yeah, you're never going to have that, you know, like crater game where you just pull like an 88 out of nowhere. Right. But I was I was never the guy out there throwing 260s. I'd break 200 every once in a while, but no, just, you know, spares, spares, spares. <laughs> Very boring. Hey, uh, I, I would love to be that boring a lot of times. Just be That's consistent. right, just marks, just, you know, the marksman. That's right. Uh, uh, so this game was, was fun. Uh, it was stressful. Were you getting into I, it? Well, you had money on it too. I had money on it. So, and you're trying, and you're trying to work. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, working, but it was a little better today because today I was assigned to be just the clock guy. Uh, they oh, have to okay. Have, they have to have one guy doing the plays and one guy doing the clock. They've decided it's too hard for somebody to try to do the clock and the plays uh, at the same time. And they're okay. right. Cause it is, I tried it on practice, and no, it's because you got so what, to stop. So what does, the, what does the clock guy do? Clock guy um, starts the uh, clock when it starts running. He has to hit uh, when every time a play is is in progress. He has to hit a button to indicate that the play is running, and then if the clock keeps okay. winding, he he'll hit the button again that just says um, run. So the, the clock is running. But you do have to do that for every play. You have to end it because it makes the play uh, in the play-by-play. It, it creates that separation between plays. Otherwise, it would just be a running clock. So you have oh, to actually okay. do that and, and keep up with it uh, to indicate that there's a play and then there's not a play, but the clock is running, and then the play just started again with the, you know on this snap. So you do have to hit it for every snap. Um, and you're also responsible for keeping up with the score, and you're also keeping up with the timeouts. Um, but it's still uh, less stressful than actually doing the play-by-play and keeping up with every, uh, you know, what the what yard line the, the play ended at and what, who ran it, what the, what's the number of the guy that just ran that play, stuff like that. So that's that's more work, but the clock person is just as important. So they do need two people to do both jobs. So today I was the clock, um, so that's less stressful, but it's still stressful sitting there watching a team that I picked uh, straight up. I didn't even bother with the spread because Memphis is only favored by three over uh, Boise State. So I just take them straight up, but put a pretty good amount of money on them and watched them go down 17 to nothing. And Man. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. And it's hot, so you're already sweating. And, and sweating it's hot. Um, I got a nice uh, nice overall tan on my arms. I looked like uh, burnt toast when I came in the house. It's a little better right now. Um, yeah, it was hot. It was... Uh, stressful it was uh at, at least the uh the the shuttle bus worked out I was, I was able to get there in time i wasn't running late so there was at least i did that right but um they go down 17 to nothing they're playing like ass they're giving up big plays to this school that uh, i don't know if any of these guys on boise state is playing in the in the nfl on the next level but well maybe that receiver whoever 80 was uh was was pretty good um but Really, all they were doing was just like executing plays. They, they weren't like blowing anybody away and looking like a great team that should be ranked or something. They were just out executing Memphis. And everything actually turned around on a block field goal touchdown. It's like, oh, wow. This is, this, this is so college football. This really is just, they were going to lose that game if not for that block field goal that they were able to pick up and run in the other way. They They went from. It was about to be down. I don't remember if they had scored already. That, that either made it 
17-7 or 17-14. I, I don't remember which. But either way, Boise State was going in for three. They're, they're about to go up either 20 to nothing right. or 20 to seven. And a complete turnaround from that to seven the other way um, in a game that Memphis winds up winning by three. So that basically wow. was it. Even though it happened in the second quarter, that was the game. Yeah. It was the block field goal. So it was exciting. It was uh, the crowd, home crowd went crazy. So it was a great, exciting win for them. But good lord, it was stressful for somebody that had money on that game. Oh, I I think the next game they're playing Tulane, who blew their doors off last year. I'm not betting that shit. I'm just gonna watch and see if Memphis gets their revenge. I'm not putting money on that. Oh, that's good. That, so the, the the best question is, did you get paid? Is that clear? Oh yes, they came through. The money absolutely came through. Um, it's a little more than I thought I was getting. So I don't know exactly what the, and they didn't itemize it this time. They actually mentioned that they want to do that going forward next time, but they weren't able to this time. Uh, So I don't know how they came up with the money, but they came up with the money. So the check came through check cleared. As long as the check cleared, we're all good. Uh, Absolutely. Came right from the Cayman Islands. (laughs) Made it to my bank account. I have no idea where it came from, but all I know, the money came through. And I'm very, 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 very happy about that. (sighs) That's some good news. Yes. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you didn't do that all for free. Our three listeners were wondering, uh, did the money uh, come through? Did you get paid? Yeah, did he get paid? (laughs) They better be paying this guy. They're going to be mad. Running around, driving to Jonesboro three times in a row and all that. Yeah, pay the they, man. they paid me. They they took care of me. I think they may have paid me twice for the uh, – the only reason they had more money in it. Don't I, take it. <laughs> well, I didn't ask them. I was going to ask them. and my Even my wife was like, don't ask them. Just take the money. What the hell are you doing? Um, yes. But I, but I wanted to know. I was curious, but I didn't ask them. But I think they may have paid me twice for the Memphis – versus Arkansas State game because being the Memphis guys, I think we got paid for that and I think they paid us for going to Arkansas State for doing it. Perfect. So yeah. No no argument from me. Not gonna complain. Uh got my heat bonus and all of that. I'm sure I'm gonna get the heat bonus for today too because it was hot. Um but yeah, they they're they're hooking us up so far. They they're taking care of everything. So good on them. Well, that's good news, and uh, right. yeah, we got uh, normal normal show next week, right? Oh, wait, let's see. Hang on. Next week is the sixth, the seventh. That's next Saturday. I know I don't have a uh, football game next Saturday. I know I'm I'm off work, but I don't have a game, so yeah, I can do any day next week. Um, I know there's a concert I just uh, that we're going to that I just bought tickets this morning. That's the 11th of November. Okay. So that's going to be uh, the 4th, 11th, and 18th uh, will not be Saturday nights. Whatever nights we're going to do, there won't be Saturday nights because 4th and the 18th I'm doing. Uh, okay. So we'll either well, be Friday night or Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, and now that I think about it, actually, those are games, again, they don't have uh, times yet on the uh, on the calendar. Oh, so sure. they, might, they might be afternoon games again. So we, they might be Saturday night, actually. But Saturday, November 18th is definitely not going to be uh a night show because that's the concert that we're going to. Okay. All right. So pretty well set there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to call. Okay. All right. Uh, I got to get up. <laughs> 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 I got to get up.
to get up walk around a little bit. Yeah, understand, understandable. Um, I actually got up when we had a little two-minute break and, and stretched my legs there. So Yeah. No, my ass is numb. <laughs> All right. With that, we will get out of here. Uh, so good luck on the two games that we're going to Those get to tomorrow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Gonna get some big separation this week. Yeah. And uh, like I said, all we can do is hope that we were right on the on all those other games, and, and we don't look like complete boobs agreeing with us. Yeah, that's actually what's more on the line this week is our reputation <laughs> than our than our head to head, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so we'll see how that all that works out. Um, so yeah, you, unless you got nothing else, I, I guess we're done. Uh, no, I'm good. That was a long two two right. hours and twenty minutes. It's a long show. Necessity to just agree with everything. Yeah. <laughs> all right he is jay i am dre this has been in much less detail the podcast thank you all for listening um and all those games that we agree on tomorrow hopefully turn out good for us and we'll be back either way uh taylor swift or not we will be back next week uh to talk about football not taylor swift but actual football next week um and we will talk to you then uh swifties unite and Hopefully we won't get quite as much coverage of it as I, as I fear we will. I, I think that's going to be just completely insufferable tomorrow, but uh, we'll see how they handle it. We'll talk to you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.